Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. We are on episode number 178. We are here. We are going to talk some Bud's Creek wrap-up. We are going to have a, a full-pack show, actually, tonight. We're going to have a Dark Side on here in a little bit. Chiz is coming on in a little bit to talk about Bud's Creek and heading forward to Iron Man. Uh, Justin here in studio with us. Finally decided not to bail this week. She just wasn't that much fun, huh? <laughs> um, it was one weekend, man. I'm funny at night. <laughs> at night? At night. At night. Technically, it's still kind of daytime. <sighs> anyway, before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, we have a bevy, a bevy of bevy. sponsors to thank here. Uh, so, let's get started here. First off, Moto Aftermath Show presented by BC Pizza. High-quality, high-end pizzas and junk. If you would get me a read, I would be able to give you some more stuff. Dude, I told you every week and change it up. Are you going to talk to Tim? Is he going to be in for next year, too? I'll have to talk to it's him. It's sponsorship season, baby. Ooh, uh, did you get me that list for the realty company? I did not. Oh. I will. Okay. I thought about that yesterday, but I was at the track, which you we'll get to. Like I said, you basically just need me a list of where what all the platforms are, and that's all I need. All right. No problem. So, we'll might have another one coming on, too. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, we'll start with BC Pizza. BC.Pizza. Uh, if you are in the Kalamazoo, Plainwell, Allegan, uh, Otsego area, and there's some other sporadic locations throughout Michigan and Georgia. Yep. That's the further south. Yeah. Uh, BC Pizza. Gourmet pizzas and junk. Full menu. Justin does it with his hands we, all the time. We are pizza. Is that what it is? No. Officer Pizza Rolly, baby. Pizza Rally. Pizza Rally. Pizza, pizza Rolly. Like, like a ravioli. I just want to rolly, rolly, rolly. Yeah, okay. All right. You need to make like a TikTok of me like spitting my dough. Wow. Stop. Uh, we're not doing Stop. that. This is a family-friendly show. Uh, also want to thank presenting sponsor Premier Custom Trailers. Justin, do you need a trailer? Maybe. Yes, we do. You want to know why? Because we're going back racing, baby. That's a good point. And you don't want to have to sit outside like I did all day yesterday with no air conditioning. Travis did go racing this week. I did. I did for one moto. Everybody's going to say I'm soft as puppy shit, but that's okay. We'll get into that later. Well, it's also 100 degrees in Michigan right yeah, now. Yeah, whatever. So, Premier Custom Trailers. Commercial or residential trailers. Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, and rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. That's where I'm getting my ETC trailer from. 7 by 14 foot, tandem axle, air conditioning, black, score. Sometime soon. Sometime. I, I've heard it's built. I heard there's a delay in shipping. Shocker. Uh, so hopefully in the next week or two here we'll have that. Hopefully by the time we go back to Red Button three weeks, right? 
Right, or, right, or, right. Or at nope. least buck. I'll be there, but at least maybe buck bash. Then we, yeah. Then we won't need the. Then we won't need the air conditioner because it'll be so damn cold. We will have to run the heater. <laughs> I don't know, man. If it's uh, if it's September, early September, it's still probably gonna be pretty hot. I mean, you got to think it's the end of August. Next yeah, week, we'll or- see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, also want to thank our last presenting sponsor, been with us since the beginning, TLR Coatings, Custom Powder Coating, Coating, um, Sandblasting, Vapor Blasting, we do it all. Make sure to look us up, tlrcoatings.com, or check us out on like Instagram, at TLR Coatings. We'll be the best spot. You can see all the projects we've been working on, stuff we've done, all sorts, I mean, thousands of pictures on there. Literally thousands. Millions upon millions. There's more not to millions yet. Wow. We're working towards, I think, 3,000 pictures on there. That's a lot. That's a lot. So anyway, uh, check them out for powder coating. I know all you people out there got trucks, you got cars, you got bikes, you got all sorts of stuff. You're refurbishing bikes. We can help you out. Make them look better. We're refurbishing bikes too. I'm looking at Jeff Walker's old CRF 450 right there that we about to get popping. Hopefully Walker's going to be at Buck Bash. We can do a cool video thing of him riding his old bike that I redid. We redid. It, uh, we. Yeah, we. Um, I, I guess it depends on if he finds out if Eddie, if, if like Kevin and Hubert and Meshy and Chiz are all there. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see here. So I'm going to guess no. We'll find out. Anyway, uh, also on board with us, JT Cycles. Hey, the Dirt Bike Depot signed back up for next year. We got a new deal coming through with them. So that's going to be cool. We're going to have, we're working on a discount code right now. So that'll be fun. The Dirt Bike or the Dirt Dash Bike Depot.com. Also on board with us, uh, Coach Rob's company, Complete Racing Solutions. If you guys ride and you uh, you need some help on, off the bike, whatever, fitness-wise, uh, he can help you. Make sure to check them out. I believe it's completeracingsolutions.com. Don't quote me on that. I don't have it on my sheet yet. Or if you're just a random person that wants to be know, in better in, physically better fit. Yep. Yeah. They can help you. Coach is the man. And our final new sponsor here, Alias Sport. CBD pain balm, chill oil. Stuff will change your life, guys. I honestly haven't used it yet. Well, I didn't have any soreness yesterday, I've, and uh, the, I was going to use the chill oil last night, but it was too late, and I need to get up this morning. I've never used this product, but coming from someone that does use CBD often for all my aches and pains, like I know that there's a lot of misinformation about this stuff out here, but it, it really helps, guys, for anything. And this is not just dirt bike-related stuff. Like If you're just somebody that's had... You know, injuries over the years are just genetic, bad genetics and you just have ankle pain or knee pain like CBD. It, it really will change your life. It helps out a lot. So. Sure will. Sure will. Justin, don't forget. I got to get you some of that before you leave. Got boxes over there. Boxes? Boxes. Boxes. They hooked it up. So we they got that awesome. stuff now. I put some on Ashley's knees earlier because as you saw, she was having knee problems going up and down the stairs. She said they felt better after we put it on. So maybe it's time for me to reapply some more. What uh you you got knee problems, right? That would be your one thing, right? You said you tore your uh meniscus? ACL and meniscus, yes. So you're you had it had it rebuilt, haven't had issues. I did I did dab it a couple weeks ago though and had those issues for a few days. You don't have any like nagging stuff that just gives you problems? Nah, not really on it. My doctor did a pretty good job putting me back together. So that's good. 
That's a bobcat. Hi, I was like, oh, there's a bomb coming. Uh, that's a skid steer going on there. Um, okay, so make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Like I said, show 178. If you guys want to listen instead of watch, uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube and you don't want to sit there and watch the whole thing, you can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Are you writing this down for your mother? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was zoning off there for a minute. Oh, great. You can also find us on all the major social media networks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all of it. We're not on TikTok. No. Fuck that place. Yeah, the guy that was supposed to do that is a no-show and not committed. So, Yep, pretty much. He was at the race yesterday. Yeah, I don't Looked care. Pretty, the commitment level was low at the race, too. I worked at 5 o'clock yesterday and 6 o'clock this morning. I don't want to hear anything from him. Uh-huh. Also, make sure to check out our new fantasy podcast. I had a good week. God. I was okay. Dude, see, mine was okay, and I still lost points to you, so I'm pissed. I'm excited for the fantasy show. I had a really good day. Oh, boy. No, like, I saw your I saw your score, and I, I did better than you, but yeah. it's not like I did a lot better, but, like... We smashed Cole, so that's a plus. Yeah, we did. We did. I picked up 30 points or so on him, so we'll see. Yeah. Th- that went well. It was just frustrating because I had a really good day, and yeah. uh, I still didn't even crack the top one. I know, dude. So there, I know. there was a lot of good scores after Bud's Creek. I know. It was wild. Bud's Creek, man. Wow. That was uh, that was a day there, huh? Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into this. We had... Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on. There was a there was a lot of good battles going on. That 450 moto was intense. Got a little bit clearer picture uh, going into the last three rounds. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this today. Let's. Uh, so we got about 20 minutes here till Dark Side comes on. Okay. Let's save the Buds Creek, and I've got some silly season stuff. We'll kind of talk when he's on. Yeah, about got, that. We're just going to talk about uh, the rumors that are surrounding your boy right now from Husky. Yeah, we'll get to that. Maybe Darkseid can shed some light on that for us. Yeah, he'd probably be the guy that would have a little bit more information about yep. that. Um, so, do you want to talk about... <laughs> I'll give you some options here. Okay. Do I got to pick one? Des Nations. Okay. MX Sports and the AMA. Okay. Or Sean Brennan from Feld. Can we just do, can we just, since we only got 20 minutes, because I feel if we talk about those last two, can we save that for the end of the show before we sign off? Sure. Because I feel like if we talk about that, like we're going to go way past dark side. Sure. So can we just talk about the designations? That might be a long one too, but that's fine. You know what I mean though. It's not going to be as long as those other two. Those other two, like I feel if we get going on that, especially it's just you and me and not coach, like we're going to go. So, so you're a big designations guy here. Yep. Yep. Everybody knows that that watches the show. Anybody that knows me knows that. So how do you feel about this year's designations? Like as far as how many, have you heard about all the guys that are not going now? Yes, I have heard. The one thing I'm really surprised, do you see Marv's on Team France? Marv is on Team France this year. For the first yeah. time in forever. For the yeah. first time wow, him in forever. Well, they had that huge falling out after Shout Ernay, out Frozen. After Erne yes. in 2016. Mm-hmm. Where, no, 2015. The last time he was on a 250, and he almost beat Barsha. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever year that was, 2015, I don't know, 2016. Um, so, yeah, Marv's going to be on the team. Um, the Netherlands right now, though, they are saying Jeffrey's going to be on the team. The only one that they're trying to figure out, they're looking like it's going to be Jeffrey and uh, Coltenhoff again, but the only one that they're trying to figure out is who's their 250 guy. Mm-hmm. So the other one's going to be strong. Italy is still up in the air because mathematically, Cairoli is still in the points. Um, Geyser, Slovenia won't have Geyser. 
Um, Because guys are, like I said, he's leading the points right now. Um, I think still the biggest thing is, is that did you see that our, like we were supposed to have the announcement and then for us, for Team USA, Mm -hmm. and then it got pushed back because they're still trying to figure out with COVID restrictions, what's going to happen with Mantova. So like the, the thing was supposed to come out usually at Unadilla. And then it was supposed to be this past weekend, and now they're saying it's not gonna it's gonna get pushed back probably till the end of the year. Hmm. But like I'm curious now, like what our team looks like because everybody like it was I think everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that it was gonna be four there was four guys yeah Barsha Sexton AP and and RJ mm-hmm. so RJ still kind of is probably the lock for the 250 because yep. we know the star guys aren't going nope we know that Pro Circuit is not gonna I mean they don't really have anybody mm-hmm. uh, obviously the two Honda guys are Aussies and they're gonna be yep. on the, they're gonna be on the Australian team no they're not oh they're not now didn't you see the announcement Australia no. is not sending a team. Well, yeah, because they just got into lockdown, so that would make sense. Australia um, is wild. Yeah, that's very unfortunate because I'm going to be real honest with you. They had the potential to win the whole fucking thing because mm-hmm. they were going to have Jet on MX2, Hunter on MX3, and Luke Cloud on MX1. Yep. They probably were going to win the event, if I'm being real honest. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so... It's a shit show. The thing it's is... It's a complete it fucking is. shit it show. It really is. It really is. And, like, the biggest thing is, is it's hard because... Honestly, they should just call it a day and not have it again this well, year. Well, that's what they're thinking about doing, but... That's probably what's going to happen, to be real honest with you. Like I said, though, I'm still trying to figure out if we go, who we're going, because now with Barsha having his industry... I don't even care, because we're not going... It's not going to be a thing. In my mind here, this isn't going to be a thing, number one. Number two, even if you go... Here we go again with the asterisk bullshit. I mean, you've got a huge asterisk behind it because you don't have the you don't have the Lawrence brothers. You don't have, you know, Geyser. You don't have this guy. You don't have that. Like there's gonna be half the GP dudes are missing. Well, see, here's the thing too, is so I'm trying to remember the French team. So the French team is supposed to be Marv MX1, um, uh, Mattias Borome, who's actually an MX2 guy, is going to be on a 450 and MX3. Yep. But who the hell, the MX2 guy is, well, it's not going to be the guy who's leading the points, Maxim Renault. I can't even remember who their MX2 guy is going to be. Um, in Belgium, their team is terrible. So, like, the thing is, is that the only team that, no matter who wins, there is going to be an asterisk because if Australia not going. But it's like, if Netherlands sends Jeffrey... Koldenhoff and their MX2 guy Kaida Wolf, who is their the Husky kid, who's really good. Like you can say that they probably have would have won no matter what. But it's like, dude, I don't really know because say we do send a team, say we win. Like I'm not counting that even if we do with our team because still Hurlings being there, yeah, Koldenhoff being there. Like, let's be real. Even if we sent our best dudes, it's very debatable whether we would have won no matter what. With like I said, with Jeffrey, take it even if Geyser's not there. Like, let's be real. We all know the track record when we go face Curlings and Koldenhoff. So it's like, okay, but say we do go there and we win. Just hypothetically, say we win. What is the vibe in America that we won? Like, you talk about the asterisks, but like we haven't won this fucking thing in a long time. Do you think our Americans are going to be like, hell yeah, like we won? No one cares. No one cares about the event here anymore. That's your thing. Well, the industry people don't really care, but the fans care. Like, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, I completely agree with you about the industry, like getting away from it, but the fans, the fans fucking care about it all. Like, they care about it no matter what. I mean, dude, 
We know what it was. I mean, I've been to three. Luckily enough to have been to three of them. You, we were there at, at 18 at Redbud. And, like, dude, even though we all knew that, like, there was a, it was going to be a tough, tough wall to climb for us to win that, dude, the American fans were loud as they always are. Mm-hmm. So it's like I agree with what you say about the industry, but you can't say about the fans not caring. Like, American people, if America's, America is at the MX of Nations, Americans are going to watch the fucking race. They want us to win. Like, even what was it? When we went to Matterley in 2017, where we probably had the worst team we've ever had, outside of Zach Osborne, we had the worst team we've ever had. Dude, viewership for America was through the roof on MXGP TV or whatever the hell it was called at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we go and we win, like, as Americans, are we proud of that win? Or are we just like, well, we got lucky because, like, half the people aren't there? Yeah. But once again, though, if we go... What's our team look like now? Because Barsha, they say he's going to be back for the last two Cali rounds, but I'm not 100% sold on that because his injury is very vague. AP right now is hurting badly. We saw that at Buds, mm-hmm. and he's probably not going to be healthy, unfortunately, which really sucks for him. So now you're looking at two guys that we have 100% healthy, and that's Chase Sexton and RJ Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Barsha and AP are out, who's our third dude? Send Webb, I guess. You know what you actually should do? Fly the flag. Chase at MX1, RJ MX3, Cooper put him on a 250. Because yeah, did you see the thing that Gypsy Tales when he was talking to Will about this? They were talking about putting Coop on a 250? Yeah. Just fucking send him on a 250. Like, we know he's not an outdoor guy on a 450, unless you're going to put him on a 350, which I've been beating that drum for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be better on a 350 outdoors. I think a 450 is just, he's not comfortable going that speed, and we've seen it again. We know where Coop's at now. Put him on a 250. Yeah. Like... I still believe Cooper Webb on a 250 in those star days is one of the fastest guys to ever ride a 250, mm-hmm. like at his peak. But it's like, I don't, I mean, me, I'm still going to watch the event no matter what because it's just, I, I love the event. But it's like, it's, it's really, I don't know what has to change. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what has to change to make this better because we all know that without us, it's just another GP race where it's just a team event. Yep. Like we have always been like, oh, we are what makes this event because it's it's always US versus them. Mm-hmm. It's always us versus the Euros. I think it's to the point where it's like because it's not that people I don't think saying people don't care. I don't think that's a correct statement. I think it's just because it's the the thing with our schedule. It's hard. It's hard to get up for that event because our guys have such a long season. They're you know, they're taxed by then. They're getting into supercross prep. The fact that we have to pay to go to this race, and once again, we're not going to get into that because that's a whole other fucking thing. That well, I, I, have that, to. I have that on my list. So it's like, I, I don't really know what we can do to change because Cowie has kind of stood their ground on how they feel about the event. What do you, what do you think the payout is for it? For MX of Nations to uh-huh. win? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's shit. It's nothing. Take a guess. I don't know. Are you talking about is it to individually or a team? What it, let's, let's go for a team. I don't know. I mean, I've heard numbers what it was like a long time ago, but like most recently, I think the last number I heard is a team. Now I don't know if this how this how it's done, if it's divvied up individually, but like I heard it's fucking nothing. Like I think the last number I ever heard was like fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, you're really high. You know what Anstey won in Matterly in twenty seventeen? See, this is what I'm saying. It's going one one. Probably like eight grand. Seven hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you wonder why no one wants to go. Yeah, it's 
You want to know why? Because here we go, and we'll get into this too here later. The promoters are making money. Oh, yeah. The promoters are making a lot of money. MXGP TV or whatever the hell it's called now is making an insane amount of money. They're making a lot of money. The teams, the riders, they're not making anything. So why the fuck would you go do a race for free? See, and that's the thing is, and I also think that once again, we can't go down. It's going to be. We could do a whole separate show on this with and Coach and Cooksey would, and Hopper would be the. Per- it's a rabbit hole, but it's like it's all come down to what it is now. It's not about pride anymore. We mm-hmm. know that it's always money is what drives everything, but that's the thing though. I think when like when you talk to guys like RV and Dunge and Stu and Ricky and you know back in the day with Fro and McGrath, the times that he went and Steve Lampson and Ryan Hughes and Pastrana and so on and so forth, they will all tell you that everybody like it's you guys are not you're not doing it for the right reasons like this is not about money it's about pride like we're supposed to be better than them we're supposed to be the best country and we know that money obviously drives everything but that's that's a thing like i can have a lot of pride and still make some money being an olympic athlete but see here's the thing though is the thing that differs from our sport compared to like others because we know like whether the Olympics just got over a little bit ago. So with like Olympic wrestling, big big thing for me. Like I'm big into wrestling. No one gives a shit about that. They don't have to pay money to go. Well, no. What I'm saying is, is like I'm I. If we're talking about the difference between our sport and other Olympic stuff, I, like I said, I'm a huge freestyle wrestling guy. I love mm-hmm. it. But we have worlds where we compete against the other countries, like Azerbaijan, anything in Russia, where we compete against Japan. All of them, Australia, all the different countries, all the time. So we we kind of have an idea. Same thing with like the with running, like mm-hmm. what is it, the Prefontaine Classic or whatever the hell they just did. Sure. Like we compete against the other countries, so we know where we stand as the best in the world. Where with our sport, we have two separate series, so it's like we don't really know. Obviously, with Supercross, well, I mean. <laughs> Other than, you know, Euros are winning that, too. Like, obviously, Cooper Webb and so on and so forth. But, like, with Dylan, like, Euros are winning that. But, like, we, as far as outdoors, don't know if we're the best in the world, though, at that. Yeah. So that's, like, where, for me, the pride thing comes in. So you talk about pride and win, make money, and, okay, that's fine. But, like, if I was if I was out there and I was racing, I would want to know, am I the best in the world? Because that's the thing. Like, Kenny and Dylan, like, right now, I think Dylan... W- I think Dylan, it's a it's a, be a good debate whether he could beat Geyser and Hurlings in a series. I don't think he's faster than them straight up, but like you don't think Dylan wants to know that if he if he could still if he could beat Hurlings in a championship series, like you don't think in the back of his head he's going, I won this championship and I'm making all this money. Yeah, he but, probably does, but he'd like to make some money doing it. But the thing though is, is that as a racer though, and you know this as an athlete, like every athlete knows this, you want to be the best. Dylan can't say that he knows for sure he's the best. Mm -hmm. Just like they can't say they know for sure they're the best. So that's what's hard about our sport is, is that we don't really know, are we the best or are they the best? And that's the thing, though, for us, we can't even say we're the best in our own fucking series because the top two dudes aren't even from America. And I know people like to say, well, they're French-American, they're German-American. Yeah, it's fine. They live here. But you you go up to Dylan and you go up to Kenny and they're like, are you repping America or are you repping Germany or France? And they'll tell you, I'm repping Germany and I'm repping France. I live here, but I'm not from here. And Kenny's even talked about this. Like, he is a German-American now, but he still has so much German pride, it's insane. I just don't like the fact when guys say, well, oh, it's always about the money. I understand it's always about the money. That's what makes the world go round. But it's like, as an athlete, you want to be the best. And like I said, those dudes, just like the Euros, just like Timmy G and Hurlings, they don't know who's the best 
because they don't race each other year round outdoors. Mm-hmm. So like that's my only thing is is that you gotta at some point it's got to be a pride thing. Or unless you're just completely fine with being like, yeah, I won my series. That's All right, fine. But it doesn't. But it doesn't have to be about the like. It can be about it. It can be about the pride. But like, I have a lot of pride in the United States. Yeah, a lot of pride. Yeah. Goddamn patriot over yeah. here. All right. Yeah. Okay. To yeah. the defile of some people. Yeah. It's totally fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong. But with if that. you tell me, hey, I need you to go be prideful in Europe, and you're gonna have to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars of your own money to go do it. I'm going to be like, yeah, you can fuck right off. See, and I think that's what I mean as far as the comments about the past guys that's just different about what today's times are. Because, mm-hmm. you, asked, because you asked Ricky all day long back in the day, he doesn't fucking care how much money he has to spend to go there. Yeah, he, but Ricky was... The, the difference of between what Ricky was making then compared to what the I know, guys are that's making what I mean. now, like, even the top guys, that's, is I, ridiculous. And that's what I mean, though. I, I know that. That's why I came in high with that number because I've heard numbers of what it was back then, whereas I haven't heard recent numbers. But that's the thing, though. You asked Ricky, though, back then, would you go race this fucking race for free? And back then he said, hell yeah, because I want to fucking beat Stefan Everts. Mm-hmm. Same thing with James. Same thing with RV. Well, I can't help it if they're stupid. No, it's just that's the difference in the culture that was back then where now. And that's where the comments of our guys are a little soft. I'm the be- same age as them. I wouldn't have done it for free back then. Well, you're not the same age as Ricky. Ricky's in his 40s. <laughs> sure. You're, you and me are closer to Stu's age. Whatever. But, I wouldn't have done it back then. But that's the difference, though, between them and now is I just, I think. Let me ask you this. How is it that we have to go over there and pay like we do, mm-hmm. but I can go to Paris for some Hobunk Supercross race there? Mind you, it's not Hobunk, but whatever. You not know what anymore, I'm saying? Not anymore. How is, it, how is it that Malcolm Stewart can go there and get paid 50 grand to go race for two nights there? Because Plus expenses. Because the guys that promote the Paris Supercross aren't the same people that promote the GP. Bingo. Promote MX of Nations. Bingo. And well, this yeah. is where this all comes back to is yeah. promoters. Yeah, of course it is. Well, I mean, we know that that's the root of the problem. We know that's the... We have this. We have the same fucking problem in our own series. I know. It's the promoters. I know. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with what the, the riders are doing. It's the promoters. Yep. We. I mean, we've had this conversation a million times with Coach. You know, it's it has nothing to do with the riders. It's it's the promoters mm-hmm. because the people that promote the Paris Supercross, it's not the same fucking people that per, it's not youth stream. It's not FIM. It's I don't know. It's like what the fuck is it called? Like it in Paris International or some shit or DeLille. I don't know what it's even called, but it's not the same people. Mm-hmm. So like that is the difference. Yep. Is they are willing to pay because it's their one event. That's the problem yeah oh of course no i don't think anybody would dispute that even the fucking people that don't know what we know they they wouldn't dispute that and if you do you're fucking stupid i just for me i think it's hard and i'm never going to change my stance on this because i've always been about it because it's our only equivalent to the olympics and i just want to know like look i the most the most off the wall sport in the olympics they still don't have to pay to go which one i don't know pick one Oh, what do you want to talk about? No one gives a fuck about gymnastics except for every four years. No one gives a fuck about swimming except for every four years. No one gives a fuck about track and field except for every four years. But those people get paid. Oh, yeah. Maybe not a lot, but at least they get paid to train and practice for four years. And then they get and then they get money to go to the Olympics and all of this stuff like that. Right. They get all of that. No one gives a shit about it for four years. Well, and see, that's what I love. And we can't come up with, 
a hundred grand to send three of our dudes to Europe with that's their what, families and stuff. That's what I love about a freestyle wrestling is because the dude who just won the heavyweight thing, Gable Stevenson, 21 year old from America. There's another prime example of a sport that no one even gives a fuck during the Olympics. Well, wrestling is tough because wrestling, it's very hard to follow because there's so much of it that's going on. And the average person, when they watch wrestling, they don't know what the hell wrestling fencing. They don't know what the hell. Well, wrestling it's hard for me to be objective about this because wrestling, I'm very passionate about it. But like, when was the last time you went to a wrestling match and paid to watch it? Well, I don't have time to do that. That's exactly well. My the, point. Well, the problem with with wrestling is is a lot of the events don't happen in America. They happen outside uh-huh. of America. Like Americans going, like I said, Gable Stevenson. We had freaking Jordan Burroughs, who was our top guy. We had Bo Nickel, David Taylor, Jaden Cox. Like, but the thing is, though, you talk about the money. The funny thing is, Gable Stevenson, he, after winning what he did, and like I said, at 21 years old, the kid's a freak athlete, 275. He just got, co- he just got cornered by the WWE at Dana White at, at UFC because now they want to sign him. So he may have not made a bunch of money at the Olympics, but now he's about to make a whole bunch of money now. Hey, all I'm saying? Oh, no. I don't. You, you and me have talked about this off the record and on the record a million times. You and me don't disagree on that. The only thing we disagree about is, is the way I feel is our guys should be as far as like the pride thing. But as far as not getting paid, I will never disagree about that. Everybody should always get paid for their worth. Everybody. It don't matter if you're, once again, we, we are privateer power on the show. It doesn't matter whether you're first or you're getting 40th. You should get paid for your Yo. time. Dark side. What up? Welcome to the Moto Aftermath show, buddy. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Just hanging out. Sick. What's the weather like in Texas down there? Hot as balls. Welcome to the club. It's hot as balls up yeah. here, too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm over it, man. Let's get some cool, <laughs> cool weather coming in. Went to Redbud yesterday to race a race called Vet Fest, so it's all 18 and up riders or whatever. Rode my, oh, yeah. uh, rode my first moto. Rode practice, rode my first moto, and left and went home. <laughs> I hear that. I haven't been on a bike in a long time, but uh, I was working on my bike today, and I was like, yeah, fuck this. Dude, I mean, we're talking at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm at the track setting up my easy up, and I'm just pouring sweat going, this is dumb. Why did I even agree to do this? This is so stupid. So, um, Dude, Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to work yesterday. We had a uh, we had a big sewer main break, and I was oh. in waders, like chest waders, <laughs> and I never – like. When I got done after five hours, my waders were about an inch deep in sweat in my boot. Let me just yeah, it was disgusting, gross, Ugh. absolutely I was gross. Like, why are my slot? Why are my waders sloshing around? I never went underwater, and I was like, oh, that's sweat. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you boys that were disgusting. You boy, you people that live down south there, like I, I don't know how you guys handle it in the summer because, like, <laughs> I want to live down south in the winter when it's cold up here, but in the summer, right. like, I want to go to Canada where it's a little Colorado, little buddy. cooler, <laughs> Colorado, buddy. No, sure, I don't want to go to Colorado. Yeah. I want to so. go to Colorado. Well, bud, thanks for coming on the show here. Me and Justin were just talking some uh, some destinations talk and fi- and fixing all the problems of the world, as you know we do over here. So, of course, um, we were talking. You know, we were getting into promoters and everything. So, we were we were just you know spitballing some as ideas we, as we always do because <laughs> we have nothing yeah. but the best ideas. So, first up, I just want I just want to give a shout out to you because uh you had you had our uh you had Sean Brennan on your show a couple weeks ago and uh you you uh you asked him a very serious question that I was curious on the answer of like 
why do you not give out press credentials to people? And, you know, he answered it. And you ask it much more eloquently than I ever would have. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just cussed at him, bro. What do you mean? Like, bro, what the fuck's the what deal? What the fuck, dude? So, uh, so, yeah. So, I just want to give you a shout out for that because, yes, that was that was an excellent question. The answer was subpar, but the question itself was great. Well, I mean, he's got to be, you know, he's got to be politically correct. Oh, I Professional know. for what Feld wants. But, I mean, I he told me a couple years ago, you know, that they're basically what he said on the show that night. It was just they don't want it to be, uh, you know, whatever. Some Joe Smith across the street with a voice recorder just show up. And that was, you know, they want it to be like the NFL, the Major, major League Baseball, and to have some kind of credentials. But then it's still, I think, very difficult to define – a podcast's credentials. So I, I think they're working on it. Yeah. Well, hey, look, all I'm saying is if he was that if he was that concerned about it, uh old boy wouldn't be creeping on my Instagram and my Twitter. Cause I found <laughs> it I found him creeping on my Instagram and Twitter. So I sent him a DM on Instagram. Crickets. He left yeah. me he left me on red. Crickets. So so now so now now we got beef going on. I'm telling you, it's gonna be, <laughs> oh boy. I'm telling you, it's gonna be Prater. Okay. It's gonna be Prater Tell, next. Yeah, it's yeah, Prater, Prater is gonna Gendro. be the next one. But we'll start. We'll start with Sean. So, so if you talk to you, if you talk to Sean, tell him I got beef with him because he left me on red and didn't respond and even tell me no. Yep. You're like a pissed off ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I found I found him in there creeping. Don't you worry. <laughs> hey, just FYI, I can barely hear, hear Justin. Oh, really? Let me see. Yeah, here. he's way in the background. Let me see if I turn him up a little bit here. If that'll work, hopefully that. Hopefully, how about how about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's quite a bit better. It's still way in the background, but I can hear him now. I can make out what he's saying. Huh? Weird. Hmm. Well, you know what? Wouldn't be the first time I record a show that had super technical issues. Oh, it would be <laughs> many. Us, us too. Yeah, us too. Did I, did I ever tell you about the first show we did where we recorded? How long was the show? Was it two hours? Dude, it was a long time, and it was the middle of winter, so like yeah. it wasn't easy to go back and forth. Super super cross preview show. We recorded like two hours. Right only, before A1. Right before A1, only to realize that I had turned the camera off, and the microphone I had for the camera at the time, you had to turn it on after the camera was on. Otherwise, it didn't yep. record. So we recorded like a two-hour show with no sound. It was pretty fucking sweet. The really unfortunate thing. Nope. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I've been there, man. I've had lots of that same kind of stuff. Or I've had. I actually was trying to fix. You know, I moved into a new studio, and I was trying to fix some audio stuff about two or three weeks ago. So I started a test re, uh, stream on YouTube okay. that I thought I had selected private, and I'm like in my boxers and my shorts, <laughs> just walking around the studio, and like 30 minutes in, TJ's like, "Hey, dude, you're live." I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm just testing." He goes, no, no, no. You're live to the public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I started, I had like no, or I think there was sound, but I wasn't saying anything. And it was just me walking around the, the table back and forth from mic to mic, probably scratching my balls. Who knows? That's awesome. Do you, you know they're shutting that down on OnlyFans, right? So you better get <laughs> oh, in while you can. Yeah. You remember the really unfortunate thing about that show was is, is we were on a time crunch because we had to get that show before we got on a plane for California. Oh, yeah. And like we had, you had worked there, but like I had worked in plane well and we had had so, like only so many days and then we had to get on a plane. So it was like, do we do another show? Because we literally have to leave for California in two days. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a huge pain in the ass. So uh, it sucks. Oh, it's so terrible. Yeah. But hey, such is technology. It's awesome. And you know, every Joe Blow has a such voice recorder. So yes. we got to, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, they do. Oh, man. All right. So, Dark Side Man. Yeah. I'm going to give you some options here of what you want to cover first. You want to talk about Bud's Creek or you want to talk about Silly Season? 
Ooh, um, let's go silly season. Ooh, all right. Yeah, because we got a. I got a burning question for him. I got I got three things for silly season, and we can kind of go on some tangents of some other stuff because I'm sure there's some other things everyone's hearing here. Uh, let's start with. Let's start with you know I'll just wrap this all in one here for this first one. Let's start with the Rocky Mountain team. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wow, coming out guns blazing already, aren't you? Well, Shane going <laughs> to that team is my first thing on here, which is an interesting move. I just want to know, is he getting paid? Yeah, that's my big question, too. I even commented on there. Forrest hasn't offered to fight me yet, so that's an interesting turn of events. But uh, maybe I'm Ethan sure Lane's coming at some point. Maybe Ethan Lane's dad's going to pay him. Hopefully. So um, are you? do you know Shane, Darkside? Yeah, I know him a little bit. I mean, I don't know him real well, but I know him. He's had, he had back surgery, right, to kind of hopefully yes. fix that? Yes, So yep. No, he's back on the – I mean, he's been doing – doing mo, I mean, motos, and I do that yeah. air quotes out at, you know, Elsnor and Paul and all that. So. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's an interesting thing because, to me, with that back, it's very sketchy, especially as long as he's been out. Well, the fact that he was like, I was on an airplane and my back just locked up. And coming yeah. from someone that has back problems, like, I know that, but I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, that's not – like, something's going on there that's like a deeper-rooted issue, and obviously we know that – Another person left the series with back issues, so it's like, I mean, how bad is it really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Anything with a back, in my opinion, I I don't think it really ever gets fixed. I think once you have back issues, you have back issues for life. That's just my my feeling. Even if it's minimal, but it usually gets worse. What's the over-under you think he's getting paid? (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. I think think he's going to get paid. Now, whether he's going to get paid... As much as he was before, probably not. Um, whether it falls apart halfway through the season, man, just I don't know. I, I know there. I've heard rumors that there's some issues at the team. Obviously, we all. <laughs> heard rumors, but um, I would think, yeah, I think he gets paid though. Well, I, I want to know what he was getting paid at Moto Concepts, like what the contract was there, because like he just did a uh, an interview, and we all know like the difference in pay with the 250 teams compared to the 450 teams with some of these guys that are like just getting rides on the 450. But he did that interview with Swap like last week, mm-hmm. and like he went into de- like he didn't go into big detail, but he was like, oh yeah, like you know when I was a star, it was six digits, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like how much was he getting paid at Moto Concepts? And then how much like more of a pay cut is he taking to be on there? Because we kind of know what Joey is going through, kind of. Like we kind of have an idea. So it's like I don't know. I but mean, his pay cut isn't as big as Tomax was to go to Star. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I think Shane's definitely. Uh, I, I don't know that he's going to take a. The pay is going to be that much different. I obviously I have no idea what he was making at. Um, Moto concepts, but I would think he's probably in the same ballpark as that. He's got to be, in my opinion. Which I, which, like I said, I, I really care because I really, I mean, I haven't heard anything. I haven't talked to any, like I don't know anybody that knows has any idea what. I mean, I don't really know if a lot of people know what that whole team was getting paid because let's be real, they underperformed badly this year. But it's like, well, he had to have been the top paid guy. Yeah, was he making a hundred k? Was he making eighty? Like I don't know, because he definitely wasn't making as much money as he made it that year at Star. Yeah, like, there's no way. No. So it's like, no. yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I feel bad for Shane. Like Travis knows this. I, I've been a big supporter of Shane. I think that it's very unfortunate that, you know, his hairline's unfortunate. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> 
I just I feel bad for him because like he's that's he's coming a, from a guy he, who's also balding. I have a hairline as well. So yeah. it's very he's very underrated in the sense of what he's accomplished. I know he's never won the title and he should have, and that's a different conversation. But like I think that he has a potential to be very good on that four fifty and it just it suits his style, but you know, all we're gonna hear about is is oh he made two races and then he got hurt and you know, this and now he's going to KTM and now he's gonna be behind the eight ball and you know, I, I don't know. I mean it just makes me wonder, like, if, if he has another subpar year or he just doesn't make it through the year, like, where is he going to be at moving forward? You know, because we know how that Rocky Mountain team, other than Bogle, like, how their contracts kind of go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and Joey, like, does Joey have a ride there for next year? Joey doesn't know. Yeah, I, I know just, he doesn't know. I was just but listening like, to post-race, uh, post-race interviews um, from Steve, and Joey literally said, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, it really, and it really sucks. And once again, being a a Savachi fan and supporter is he's been damn good. The last four nationals he's been Mm -hmm. building. And they even made a comment about this. I don't know if it, I think it was GL. Like there's been times where the last four nationals, other than Washougal, he's been the top performing KTM guy on the track. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if he goes to another team and has to rebuild all over again, like this is why his career since he's been off Cowie has gone up and down because he never has a full year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope for his sake that he stays on the team. It sucks with the pay thing. But if he just needs two years on a team, the same team. Yeah. Because like I said, even you being a, a very critical of Joey, like he's been good these last four nationals. He's, yeah, been, he's building. been building. Yep. So it's like. He's about to be the top KTM guy. Yeah. So it's like, oh, now, now you got to go to a different team. Yeah. Oh, shit. Here we go again. And then it's just going to be the same cycle over and over again. Well, speaking of different teams here. Continuing on that Rocky Mountain team, uh, Dark Side. Have you heard anything about this Anstey going there? Oh Jesus! Rumor? I hope not. Just the rumors, man. Like no, you know the people. I, I haven't got any responses for anybody that I've reached out to, but I don't know a whole lot of people tight in that either of those teams anymore. The guys that I was really tight with at Rocky Mountain have left, um, and then uh, yeah, uh, Justin Pipes. Man, I didn't even ask him because I don't think he would be the type to give that information away. It's not his business, so. Just the rumors. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think they keep Savashi, man. I, and I don't. I'm just basing that off his results and his potential. I think that's the, that'd be the smart move to do is keep Savashi. So are they are they dumping Bogle? Then you think? I don't think they'll ever dump Bogle. Yeah, I, I feel like Bogle's going to be somewhere else. Really? I don't know where. You think? You think I so? Do. Gonna take, I don't think they're going to go three guys. Look, he's going to take that Indian money and run. Okay. I, I I mean I completely agree as far as we know that Bogle has a lot of health issues. We know he's not been the same guy in a while. He's had moments of brilliance and then he just we know that he has issues. But I just kind of figured like his connect like his relationship with Forrest like he would just be a. <laughs> Anybody can a, have a good relationship with Forrest yeah, if know. they're paying money. Okay? I, I know, I know, kind of, you know, like the Ethan Lane thing. But, man, see, here's my thing. Where would he go, though? Because I'm going to be real honest with you, and I'm not the biggest Bogle fan. Like, I feel bad for the dude, everything he's been Name through. Name one team that's not like, hey, bring your money over here. Well, what team? But see, here's the thing, though. We both know there's only so many 450 teams. You can buy yourself a spot on any of these teams. I see. I completely. The factory teams? Maybe I don't not see, Honda and Kawasaki. Yeah, he wouldn't be on a factory team. You know what team he probably need to go to? You got all that money? Go to Michael Lindsay's team. They need money. Oh, boy. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Michael Lindsay's team right now. Yeah, well, I mean, Cody but he's right. had a great there's not day. that many options. What about there's it? just not very many options. This field is. What about MCR? There's, there's, what the arena cross team? No, they're going back to Supercross. Didn't you see? No, man. Brayton's riding for them. 
Oh yeah. So they're coming oh, back yeah, to Supercross. That. Yeah, that yep. blew my mind also because I'm I heard the same thing you did. They were going to Arena Cross, and then they make the announcement this week that they signed Brayton for Supercross, and it's like you guys were leaving. Yeah. Like you, guys you were picked done. up your ball, you were going home well, from so the is party. To- is Tony gone? <laughs> I don't know. Like that's it's yeah. a. F- it's weird. I, I completely forgot about that. You're right. I didn't. I read the clip of the. I, that is a little weird to me. So maybe he goes to MCR. Yeah. Does Supercross only? It, it could. I, I don't know if that team is going to be have three or four riders like they have the last couple of years, though. You know, maybe they back it down and it's Justin and just Freezy. You know, because Freezy's obviously been locked in. Oh, or maybe they let Freezy go. <laughs> where but, the hell? Where um, the hell's Benny going? I'm not counting. I'm not counting on them having four guys under the tent. If they were smart, it would probably just be Brayton and maybe one other guy. Maybe two, have Freezy as your test guy because you can say what you want about Vince. He's a really good test guy. And then have another person, maybe Bogle. But, man, like, I just, I don't know. I understand Bogle with the money, but, dude, he is just. I think they're going to have three or four dudes. He, that'd be I the heard, only team I that would make sense. Because I heard they're picking up a 250 oh my deal, God. too. Because, oh, boy. Um, what, was the, what was the other team this year? Phoenix. No, who oh. did Brayton race for? Well, he had the muck off ride. Yes. Yeah, well, muck off's not going to be a thing. Well, yeah, because the guy that ran the team, like. Yeah, Yupreev is stuck in Australia. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of. Yeah, we're not going to go into that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe they do a swap if Anstey goes to Rocky Mountain, he goes to Hep. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Hardtrack's going to need a teammate. That's about all their options are. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think. I never want to be the guy to tell a rider when your when your time's up, but I think I think Justin really just needs to call her quits, man. Like I I don't really Bro, know. Chief Luke is never going to call it quits. All right. <laughs> I, I just I don't so, I don't know. He's here to ride, bro. It, go ahead. Go he's ahead. definitely going to keep racing if he can find a ride. I mean, you know, but yeah, the, his results have not been. Uh, they haven't been high enough to really pick up a ride. I don't think. I mean. He's one of those guys that's averaging outside the top ten, and I mean, there's 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 just better guys to pick well, if there's an opening. And I don't only mean that. I mean as far as like I'm genuinely afraid if he smacks his dome one more time. Like oh yeah, that too. Yep. Like that's the thing with me. Like we all heard the issues. Like what was it two years ago? And I imagine it hasn't gotten any better. Like it probably hasn't gotten worse. But like where he was like losing his vision twenty minutes into a moto, and that's why like he was like he'd start off really strong twenty minutes in, and you just see Bogle like either off the track or back in twenty fifth. So it's like if he smacks his dome again, like that stuff is nothing to screw with, and he's already had enough concussions as it is throughout his entire riding career. So that's what I'm afraid of. I just don't want to see that Epstein bar too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody pretty much does at this point. Uh, exactly. Like, everybody does. But, I, I mean, seriously, I that's what I'm more afraid of. I don't really care about the whole results, what he's doing. I'm genuinely, like, if he smacks his dome one more time, he's not, it's done. Like, he's not going to be the same guy anymore. So that's what I'm more afraid of. So, like, at some point, I think he just needs to be like, hey, like, I, I'm done. I, I won a 250 title. I've had a good... You know, I've had good results. I've won 450 motos. Mm-hmm. Like people forget about that. Like the, the Thunder Valley, the Bud's Creek. Like it's not like he hasn't accomplished anything in his career. He's had a solid career, but injuries just got the best of him. And there's no shame, in my opinion, in admitting like, hey, I just can't do this anymore. Like I want to be able to walk when I'm 50. You know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, it's not easy for these guys to walk away, but we've seen. I mean, it sounds like Zach is about to do that, right? So. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be, I, I don't disagree with you, Justin. Um, 
Bogle has had, um, yeah, those injuries have been scary, and he, you know, he considered walking away a couple times. So, yeah, I think that that's not out of the uh, po- the realm of possibility. Well, let's like also let's not be real. The dude has got styles for days, styles for days. So it's not like he can't go do the free ride thing. Like he already likes to do all that stuff as it is. He can go do the free ride thing and make money that way. So it's not like he has to give up riding a dirt bike. You know what I mean? Sure. So uh, have you talked to our boy Zach? Is he actually retiring? Yeah, I wanted to talk to him about this. <laughs> I mean, I have talked to him. He has definitely not given me any insight of that. So lame. I, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's he he's not saying at least to me. So the rumor though is an. It's art. It's RJ, right? Like that's the rumor. Like that's the rumor that oh, I. Oh yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, like I was hearing that correctly. Like what? RJ, what is like going to four fifty? RJ is the guy that's going to take over. You're Zacco. shitting me. Yeah. We're going to take a dude that has not won a two fifty title <laughs> and give him Zacho's. Oh ride. boy, dark side. Travis is about to go ape shit right now. That's what we're going to do. That's the rumor. I fucking quit. I'm done with Moto. That's it. You guys finish. I can't. I cannot. Travis just took his headset off. He's leaving. He just slammed. (laughs) We're gonna take a dude. I mean, that could that could easily change if somebody comes available that they can get their hands on. But again, who's available? So okay. So let's like because this like not for just my satisfaction of watching Travis just like face turn red because now it's like flipped. Usually I'm the red face one. He's upset right now. Um, So let's talk about that for a second. So say Zacho is done, which I'm once again like it's. Not a Zacho guy, but it's very unfortunate, especially the fact that he didn't get to defend his title fully healthy. But like I said, being a guy who has back injuries, I know what it's like. That shit was not going away. Um, if it's if it is not RJ, like where that where would they go? Because we know like what's going on with Husky. Like Anderson's pro- like he's leaving. Let's be real, Dino. Like I don't know what's going on with Dino. Dino talked about retiring, but like who knows. So who would it be though? Like that's the thing. What two fifty guy do we have right now that possibly could point out? Because I can't think of any at the top of my, top of my head. Are they going to keep Dean or is Dean retiring? Well, too? That's what I mean. Dean said he was going to retire, but I mean, do you really think Husky's just going to let him go? Like he still brings money to that team because of his social media presence. Because because the only person I know for sure at this point that's going to be on that team that we've all heard, but they haven't announced it yet, is Mookie. Right. Well, that was the rumor. That's the only thing solid yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, all right. As long as we're all on yeah, the same yeah. page with yeah. that. So who would it be, though? I yep. mean, RJ would be the only logical. Okay, logical might not be the word, but that would only be the one that makes sense. Yeah, I understand that. As soon as I said it, I was like, that's fucking not logical at all. Um, <laughs> but who would it be, though? Like, that's really who, who else is left? I don't know. This because is- let's be real. There are, there are guys that – it's actually funny that this is happening right? because I wanted to bring up – I guess I would, might as well not wait till the bud's cool when we talk about what happened results. There's a privateer right now on a team that we know he can't replace Zach Osborne's shoes, but he's a, doing very well right now on a 450. And he rides for a Honda team. And Cody he, Shock. Cody Shock. I know that he's not Zach Osborne. He's not going to go win you a championship. He's not even going to win you races. But Cody Shock right now, in my opinion, has got to be, if he's not a hot commodity talking into next year, and I don't know either. Maybe Darkside's heard some things. I don't know if he's talking to any teams, but anybody that sit there and say right now that Cody Shock's not on your radar, they have to be lying. Like, this kid has made the biggest jump I think I've ever seen of somebody from where he started a few years ago as a turning pro to where he is now. And once again, I do understand AC's not out there, Zach's not there, Anderson's not there, Barsha wasn't there. But, dude, the last three nationals, he has been flying as a quote-unquote privateer. 
And we saw how well he did in Supercross on the 250. I mean, hell, what was it? Daytona, he was in the top, what was he, in the top three for, Mm -hmm. what was it, 12, 13 minutes or whatever it was, and faded back. So his Supercross skills are improving. And I know that it's not on the 450, but if you're just looking for a solid dude that's going to go out there and, you know, literally just put put in laps and, you know, I know it's cliche, but never give up. And, you know, he's not really accident. Like, he doesn't get injured. Why not Cody Shock? Why not another dude? Because I'm going to be real honest with you. I know that Cody Shock and Dean Wilson aren't the same people, and he doesn't bring you the same flair and social media. But at this point, I would take Cody Shock over Dino any day of the week because at least with Cody. And twice on Sunday. I, I know what you're going to get. With Dean, he's got EBV, and we know that that's not just going away anytime soon. And I know that Dino's been he's been working his ass off and he's been trying and he's been doing better than I thought he would. But once again, it's only going to get worse. It ain't going to get better. So I don't I don't know. I don't think any of the factory teams are looking for a guy that doesn't have potential to win. Yep. And I think they still believe Dean could win indoors. Um, <laughs> that's starting to slip away a little bit. I think. I don't see the. I don't see Husky going. Well, we need an extra guy. Yeah, let's just pick the be- the next best guy. I think yep. that if, at that point they'd be like, well, we'll just go with one guy or two guys. I think yep. they'd be fine with that. Yep. So do they grab up somebody like a Colt Nichols then? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, Colt's got a lot of potential. I mean, because yeah, you're saying like, okay, so who do you get? Well, I'm I'm racking my brain here. Okay, who won two fifty championships? Colt would be the only Cooper's other one. going to Yamaha for sure. He's going to go to Star there. Because I think this is way future headlines here, but I think Dylan is leaving Yamaha after next year. Well, KTM has been the talk with him for a while. Uh, yeah, I think right. he's going yeah. somewhere like that, either KTM or Gas Gas well, or something like that. And also, there's a huge rumor going on right now over in Europe, even though they just signed Jorge Prado, that team mm-hmm. that he rides for, because there's a difference between the DeCarly team and the KTM oh, team. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going, going to Gas one. Gas. Prado really right now does not like the vibe that's going on over there with the team. And obviously there's been always a connection with Prado and America. There also is an outside possibility that Prado might be coming over to the States. Well, that would be cool, but I got to see it to believe it. Well, I understand that, but I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a rumor thing. And once again, we know how that goes, but if you want to play that in a couple of years, what you said long down the line with yeah. Dylan, if you want to talk about that long down the line, if Prado says, hey, I want to come to the States, I want to go do Supercross, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's going to be on a factory team before oh, yeah. he ever puts a lapse on a Supercross track. Mm-hmm. So that's another right. that's another thing. Yeah. So I don't know. That'll be interesting. The, there, we definitely are going to have a ton of stuff to talk about here coming up after the season. But you, if it is down to yeah, Colt yeah. Nichols and RJ, though, you have to go Colt Nichols. Like, yeah. I almost feel like you have to. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I wish his indoor, I wish his outdoors results have been better. He's struggling, man. Yeah. He's not having a good year. Nobody gives a shit about outdoors. Oh boy, I do. <laughs> I care about okay, outdoors. I do. I care about. Yeah, yeah. Me and Dark Side on the set. Yeah, I care about outdoors. You son of a bitch. Well, that's good because the teams don't. So yeah, whatever, man. Well, the teams are stupid. <laughs> the teams are the ones <laughs> that pay at this point. So. Yeah. Well, teams are stupid. Oh, they're asking a hole in the ground. Um. Okay. So one thing, one other thing, as far as like silly season, I guess ish stuff goes. Um, let's just touch a little bit on the amateur stuff here. So Jet Reynolds was supposed to go pro. Oh God, he uh obviously pulled a Jet Reynolds. Pulled a Jet Reynolds at Loretta's. Got hurt. Yeah, that's that's going to be a biggest waste of time ever. Yeah, and you want to know who makes out great on all of this? Honda HRC. Yeah, because Chance Hymas. Because they signed Hymas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is like, they, yeah. 
That is like and that's Chance like did the a best lot, move ever. And Chance, even though he didn't win a title, like did a lot better as far as like where his speed was at Loretta's than they thought. Because mm-hmm. like everybody just kind of thought it was going to be like a foregone conclusion, like Levi and Kitchen obviously was. You know, he won the titles and he was the dominant one. But like Chance, you know, he won motos and he did better. But yeah, Hymas is going to be better than Kitchen. Nah, I, I don't agree with that at all. You, uh, stop. No. Stop right there. No. Stop. Shut, shut your mouth. You sound stupid. No. Hymas you sound stupid. How old is Hymas? He's 17. 16 old, or 17. How old is Kitchen? 20. Exactly. That doesn't mean anything. Same thing with Jet. No. Jet what? is 17 years old well, winning supercrosses and outdoors. Yeah, Hymas, Kitchen Hymas, is 20 getting 10th place. Hymas isn't Jet Lawrence, though. Ch- Chance Hymas. Hymas is, is riding like two years ahead of where he should be. No. No. Yes. No. Because yes. He, he was a top kid his last I year. I don't think Hymas is 17. I think he's only 16. He might be 16, turning 17. He's, but a, he's he, at least AMA 16. Yeah, but he's not He's not two years away ahead of it. And I know and, and I know this because I've been watching Hymas for a long time. What class was Kitchen racing when he was AMA 16? Kitchen? Oh, I don't even. Dude, I don't B even. B class. No. He B wasn't, class. He wasn't even at Amateur Nationals when he was 16. Yeah, exactly my point. That, what do you? He wasn't. He didn't start taking motocross seriously until two years ago. Exactly my point. He was literally riding at like Washougal with Carson Brown. This is why. This is yeah. why. This but, is why no. Jet Lawrence and Hymas are going to be better than Hymas Kitchen. Hymas. Hymas. Well, Jet Lawrence is already Jet Look, Lawrence. Me and DB are on the same page. All right. Hymas, I need to call I will, him. I will give you this. Chance Hymas is going to have a very, very good career, and it does help that he's younger. But I don't think he's going to be better yeah. than that. Because you want to make Chance- a long term bet? I'll bet you five hundred dollars. Hymas's career is better than better than Kitchens. I think you're only basing that off of because because numbers wise, it's going to be longer. <laughs> uh, what? Because he's younger. So well, K- Kitchen is probably going to retire quicker. No, no, we can do it when Kitchen retires. We'll do it off the same yeah, amount no, of years. No, I would love to agree with you because I'm a Honda guy and I want to see. And Chance is going to have a really good career, but Chance. Chance has been more on people's radar for longer than Levi Kitchen has because Chance has actually been taking motocross seriously since he was on 65s. When he was in on 65s... Chance is way better at the age of 16 they would, than, than Kitchen ever Because was. he raced amateur nationals. Kitchen didn't race amateur nationals at 16. I mean, they literally came to Red, point here They came to Redbud on dark, 65s from California all right, for the national. Talking. Dark side, tell him he's wrong. Oh, boy. Man, I wish I could weigh in on this. I am not willing to... I mean, I just don't until I see them in the pros. Like, I just am not ready to jump in. But from what I've seen out of Levi and the fact that he's only taken it serious for the last couple of years, like I mean, he told us that Tuesday night that he just didn't really care, and then he decided once he started having to work like a real job, he was like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." <laughs> um, so don't he decided, him. "I want to put everything I have into it." The, how far he's come in those couple of years and how good he got, you know, I think that he's still. Even though he may be a little older, you were saying like 20, he's still learning. He's still getting better. So I think he's still in the beginning stages. Of, we haven't seen his best yet. Yeah, I completely agree. And, I, and, and I'm and i a big Levi kid. I like Chance Hymas as well. I'm a, just a huge Levi Kitchen supporter. I think that he's going to do great things. I actually think other than Jet Reynolds, I think a lot of these kids, like Preston Kilroy is doing a lot better than I thought. He's going to have a good... He is. I mean, Dylan Schwartz, once yeah. again, I've been on the Schwartz bandwagon for a long time. I think he deserves a factory 250 ride. Jet Reynolds, I'm not going to be on board with that. I think I think that that's just the kid gets hurt way too much. Um, I think that Yamaha with Nick Romano is going to be really good. I think Matt LeBlanc, who didn't even get to race this year because he got hurt, is going to be very very good. So we're going to have very very good kids. It's just hard to base them because Jet Lawrence has just been fucking phenomenal. So it's like it kind of it's not really fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so. I, 
I'm a little bit on Steve's, on Mathis's opinion of this. Like, you don't really know what you got until they get into the pros. Yep. So it's really, like, it's just all guesswork right now. I mean, like, I don't think Jet Reynolds is going to become what they thought he would, <laughs> right? It doesn't yeah. look that way. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe he does. I just don't know. I have high hopes for my boy Ryder D, but that's still a few years off. Well, I was just about um, to say that. I think Ryder D is going to have 10 times the career that Jet Reynolds is, is going to have. Yeah, I, nothing against Jet, but I hope so because Ryder is one of my favorite kids, man, coming up. I love that kid. He's had a lot of pressure on him for a long time, and I think that he delivered. I mean, obviously he delivered on minis his entire career, but like he did very well early on that 250, and like it just sucks that he got hurt. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't really. Oh God, I don't know. I know that they've invested so much money in Jet Reynolds, but. I hate doing. I hate talking about kids like this because, like, a lot of people got to remember <laughs> they still are kids, and it's like we're grown ass men and we're like talking down about kids. But it, Jet Reynolds, man, he's gotten hurt the last two years at Loretta's, yeah. like two years in a row. He has not finished the week, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if that he just rode the minis too long. And you I want to get Coach Rob on the phone. He'll tell you what it oh, is. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, I haven't heard Coach's take, but I know, like, yeah, he would be very critical of it. I think that they kept him on Super Minis way too long. I'll be real honest with you. Because the thing is, too, is you look at him, and I know he's still young, but he's kind of a twig. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, once again, I understand he's not going to grow into his man body for a long time, but, dude, you look at him, though, and you look at Ryder D, and I understand that he still probably has quite a few pounds on Ryder D, Ryder D looks like the kid has more muscle than Jet Reynolds does. Mm-hmm. And that is not like what? Ryder's like two years younger than him? Maybe three? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's young. He's quite a I bit younger. Two. Yeah. So, like, that's not, that's got to be the issue. That's the issue. The, does anyone on this call think that Jet's going to do anything? Jet Reynolds? No. I think that he'll have a, probably, like, he'll come out with a bang when he goes Supercross because yeah. he's ridden Supercross for a long time. And then, like, halfway into the season, he's going to realize it's really fucking hard to ride professional supercross dark side opinion yeah i don't i don't think he's gonna be a guy that wins championships um he, he may be a guy that's top five right yeah but uh, i mean somebody's got to be in that spot but i don't i don't see him being a dominant threat and that's really hard too considering seth hammaker won a race his rookie year yeah <laughs> so that's not yeah it's not really great you know and once again we haven't even seen jet yet mm-hmm. so like who know are we gonna it, obviously supercross but it's like, okay, is he, is he riding right now? Is he going to be riding Supercross? We know we'll probably put him on the East Coast. And we know that the stuff that's going on at Pro Circuit right now, but it's like, okay, so you got, you got McAdoo, you got Seth, you got Joe. I mean, dude, so you got Joe, who is killing. I mean, he's had some up and downs the last couple of races. But killing barrels with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a very good outdoor season. Did really well at the end of Supercross. Got a win. McAdoo, who was fighting for the title. You know, um, Seth won a race, and we don't know what's going on with Smitty. We won't even get into talk I say, about. Here's some fun silly season. What the hell is going to happen with Jordan Smith? Because he's not going back to pro circuit. No, I don't. That contract's been torn up, burned, thrown to the pits of hell. Um, Mitch is like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. You Quit know, talking to you, me. You do don't know. Look at me. You do know that Jordan's going to end up on another factory 250 team though somewhere. And I'm going to rant. For he's going. Hours yeah, about I know. It. He's. You know. But you seriously. It also. You know he's going to end up on another factory team, right? Probably. Probably he, husky. It's, it's, no, I don't know. I, I'd actually go more gas gas than husky. Uh, gas gas. No. Why? Gas gas is going with the same three dudes they have this year. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh. I think they need another guy though. For what? For 450. Well, yeah. No. Or just another guy. Mm-mm. 
Oh, I, what I, happened? Barsha told him he wants to be the only guy on that team. Well, fine, but I think they need maybe another 250 guy then because Mosman and Pierce get hurt a lot. Well, that, that is a thing. I mean, dude, how bad of a look was it this weekend? The whole team is just not there. Thank Hus- God for yeah, Ty Masterpool. They had another guy. Yeah, they did. Ty Masterpool Hus- flying the flag. Yeah, well, we don't even want to talk about Jerry. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I don't know, but I'm just saying though. You do. He's going to end up on a factory team. I don't know where, but he's going to. Like it's just it's it, it's going to happen. Just keep an ear out for that rant because as soon as I find that out, I'm going to start cussing and swearing. Well, you know I'm going to be super pissed that if he ends up on a factory team and you know my boy sitting in California right now without a ride. That oh my God, would you just say his name, Mitchell Harrison? That everybody everyone knows. knows. Everybody it, knows. So doesn't have a ride. It. It's it's super frustrating right yes. now. Yes, super frustrating. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about some Bud's Creek here. Uh, dark side. Yeah. You want to go with four fifties? You, you want to go with four fifties or two fifties? Four fifties. Okay. The Dylan Danger Zone is the real fucking deal. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> if Weed says it, it's real, dude. <laughs> it's real. I want to get shirts made. Oh yeah. I have great ideas. We got to get hold of his marketing team and be like, hey. We like, gotta try to find him when we're at the at the at race Ironman this next weekend. Week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because that was dude, that was wild yesterday. He was tracking down Kenny that first moto oh, too. By the way, now that we're talking about this, it kind of really has nothing to do with the Dylan Danger Zone. Oh god, did both Let's of get you, off topic here? Okay, no, cool. it's it's about Dylan. Did you guys see he quadded the uphill? I did see that. Oh yeah. Holy shit, that was wild. Well, that I was big. I, when I kept watching him, I'm like, he kept mistiming it. He kept landing in the pocket, and then he bounced off the face into the anthill. And I'm thinking, okay, yep. I've been to Bud's Creek quite a few times, and I know that like that's that's no that's gnarly to do that, especially the fact that like the middle is so much more lipped up, so you own, you're going in blind when you land yeah. up there. But then when I saw it, I had to replay it back because I didn't get to watch the motos till later, and I saw him do it, and obviously they were cutting away, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, no way did he just huck that quad? I had to replay it back, and I was like, sure, shit. So I was looking for him to do it, and you know, obviously he was catching Kenny, and he was he trying to. D- he did it in practice. There was a video See, of him doing it in practice. I didn't get to watch practice yeah. and stuff. But still, though, the fact that he did it the second moto, how rutted the face was getting, oh, and yeah. the fact that he was pushing in race pace, because like a jump like that, that's really only something you do when you nobody's around you, you're sizing it up. You don't really do it during, especially when he's tracking down Kenny. Yep. And then I'm like, holy shit, because that's a hook. Like that is a hook. Um, so I was just wondering if anybody else saw that because that was that was yeah, gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was big. So yeah, I saw it today just on social media. I didn't I didn't catch it during the race, but I've seen a bunch of video of it today. Yeah, um, I mean, does anyone think he's not winning this title? It's like they say when it's uh, when it's your year, it's your year, and it's it's his oh, year. Dude, he's it's not even close. Yeah, he's locked in as long as something just absolutely insane doesn't happen and he gets hurt. The funny thing, though, is, is remember us talking about on our fantasy show how we both kind of agreed, oh, yeah, he's going to lay back. He's, like, doing this title. Like, he doesn't need to win. I totally thought first moto he was doing that. But then the thing, though, is I think after I got off that call, though, I kind of realized, why the fuck did we just say that? This is Dylan Ferendis. He doesn't do anything half-assed. Yeah. Like, that was dumb for then us he to turned say the, that. Then he turned the afterburners on there, the first moto, and it was like, oh, shit. Well, the funny thing was, too, is, is like, the second moto, I'm wondering how many people, like, when Chase passed him, and then Eli started closing up on his rear wheel, people were thinking, oh, you know, he just doesn't have it, the moto, or whatever, like, the pace is low. And I'm thinking, dude, this, this is just who Dylan has been his entire career. Like, he feels out the first 15 minutes, gets an idea what the race pace is, it's like there was no point in my mind where I'm going, oh, yeah, he's just going to get third this moto. Like one more lap, he would have won the first moto. Yeah. Or a one-place better start, he would have won the first moto. 
She had a couple more turns, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He was pissed, too, after that first one. Oh, yeah, he was not having it. Like, obviously, he wasn't being disrespectful towards Kenny, but he no. was like, jit. and see, you know what, though? And I, you know I'm a Dylan guy. I love that, though. And I also, and I didn't get to talk about this after because I wasn't on the unit. Dylan. I love his honesty. Like, it's oh, about like damn Dylan? time we have a guy that goes up the. Yeah, I don't have it. Like, yeah. Unadilla, like, giving praise to Kenny. Yeah, I don't have it. Kenny's just, I, I don't know what, I can't beat him today. When is the last time we've ever yep. heard a guy, like, straight up just admit, oh, I'm just not fast enough today? They'd be like, no, the bike's bike's doing this. I'm not feeling it. Dylan's like, no, Kenny's just better today. Uh-huh. Like, I love that about him. Yep. And I know people get on him because he talks too much on the podium, but that's just who he is. Like, I, I don't know. I just really appreciate that. And in the, in the times that we have robotic guys on the podium, Dylan being honest, I think it's cool. Oh, yeah. I have tons of respect for him. He, I actually I texted him yesterday afterwards and said, hey, great ride, you know. And I said, man, I don't generally – I try not to have favorites. But your passion <laughs> and your the way you are on the – everything that you're doing, you're starting to change me not having a favorite because I – just get so excited watching you ride and how you react and your and the, and your respect for Kenny and your respect for Eli, you know that that's yeah it's really um, unprecedented almost. Yep. We just we don't hear a lot of that. Maybe AC every once in a while. Yeah. Or, you know, back in the day, like Travis Pastrana would be like, yep. "Holy crap! You see how fast he was." Yep. Yeah. But other than that, we don't get that from those top level guys hardly ever because most of the time they see it as a weakness to to give any um, credit to somebody else or whatever. And Dylan doesn't. He he sees it as a goal to mm-hmm. be as good and as as competitive as Kenny and Eli have been, and he sees it as a challenge, even if he comes out of the gate farther back to catch them. And I, I think it's he he's going to be around for a while. I'm waiting for a while. Do you guys think that he's slowly starting to win the American fans over? Yes, Travis. Oh yeah. Have you noticed how like? He's got some of the biggest pops now on the on the podium mm-hmm. with the fans. Yeah, but because we obviously know the yeah. Christian Craig thing, and I kind of thought that would go on because it's always been us versus the French people, and you know we we obviously have a long history dating back to JMB and obviously DV and Rancada and Pichon, so on and so forth. And I feel like he's kind of got other than obviously when AC's up there, I almost feel like Dylan now is getting kind of the biggest pops when he's on the podium, and I think to your point, Dark Side, like he is. With his passion and his honesty and just obviously the way he rides, I think that people are like, even if you have this us versus Euro thing, I think any, even the casual fan can appreciate that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I I think some of that um, ignorance almost is going away. I mean, like, why is it, why do you guys think it is like we have a problem with the French riders as, as a whole, not like we as in you and I or whatever, but, yeah. but then like Kenny's fine. Uh, you know, Grant license fine. <laughs> Why is it the French? I don't get it. Well, you see, the problem is, is oh the boy. French. Oh boy! During these we- world wars. Oh god! They like to come oh, in. They like Jesus. to get pecker smacked, Here and then we, we have to come in and save the day. You know. All right. So let me. So <laughs> we got a bad distaste, and then on top of that, they can't even do us the common courtesy of wearing deodorant when no. we're over there. So it smells bad. It's a whole thing. Oh, you know? <laughs> let me. All right. Let me give you an educated answer. Uh, if I'm going to be. <laughs> That was crap. all a joke. By I, the way, yes, I everybody mean, we did come in and save their ass in World War II. You're welcome. But outside of that, the rest of it is just a joke. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be real honest with you, though. Like, that is a good question that doesn't get talked about enough. I think that if you, because if you look over the last, I don't know, I want to say 30 plus years of, of American motocross and supercross, 
other than Kenny, the French have probably given us the most issues as far as our top guys because, once again, JMB, David Villeman, Stefan Roncada, Sebastian Tortelli, Mikel Pichon, Christophe Porcel, Marvin Muscan. Porcel's an asshole. But he still beat so, the, He still waxed wasn't our... The, wasn't that he was French. No, well, You're he was. just an asshole. But he still waxed our guys' ass, and he was better than our guys. That's fine. But if you're an asshole, then I, we're still not going to like I, you. I understand that completely, and I don't disagree whatsoever. And now Dylan Ferrandis. Like, I think that it's just because if you look over time, other than take Kenny and GL out of it, the French have had the best results against Americans in our own series. Because like all those names I just named, they've all won championships. They've all been the biggest threats. Like I said, you go back to JMB. You talk about biggest threat to Jeff Stan and Damon Bradshaw. Mikel Pashawn, same thing. Biggest threat to Jeff Emig. You know, DV and Roncada. I mean, Carmichael, take Carmichael out of it because nobody was ever a threat to him. <laughs> but like same biggest threats to like McGrath at points. You know, Porcel beating Kennard and Dungey and Marv. You know, I just... I. DV, DV is just raw. That's why people don't like him because he's raw and he'll just say how and he feels. People are a bunch of <laughs> look at that pussies I mean, because at, they look, can't take the look honesty. Look at him going off on Rutledge Wood on yeah. pulp. I mean, it's but I, but I mean, if you really think about it, though, I think that's the only conclusion I could come to is is that they've just been our biggest threat. Sure. When other than Kenny and GL, yeah, like that's really it. I they've been and I mean I guess you could say Chad. They've been the biggest threat to our. Best guys, maybe, I guess. I mean, yep. that's the only thing I can come up with to answer your question. Yeah, there could be some of that. And, of course, with Dylan, you know, he had the issue with Christian Craig and a few other issues when he first came over with the super aggressive riding. Yes. Um, I think <laughs> Loved well, it. even, uh, you know, DV said on Pulp the other night that he, he was a turd when he was younger. Like, he was as a kid, he was just a turd. <laughs> maybe, maybe over the last couple of years, he's adjusted his personality. He's seen, you know, the, the reactions. He's seen that. He's he's kind of witnessed that or felt it, and maybe maybe he's made a conscious effort. I know his wife has said that he's made an extremely conscious effort to. I like his wife. Um, try to talk more, you know, as far as to the media, because he didn't do any podcasts. He's been he's been very um, insecure about his grasp of the English language. Yes, and he's been working on it. So maybe maybe it's just growth, right? Personal maturity, uh, and as he's shown as he's talked more people realize okay he's just a fan of the sport he grew up loving uh you know certain riders and he, he grew up loving the sport and wanted to come over here so i think i think getting to see his personality um is a big part of what's shifted the gears and i i think some of that is has to be credit has to be given to all the podcasts or all you know all the media sources where he has the chance to be himself a little bit i think that's I think for me that's a big part of it. I like I don't know that I would have been a huge fan of his had I not sat down and talked to him multiple times at races and realized he's pretty cool, man. He's funny. His wife's awesome. She's sweet. And that's what it is for me. That's what I like about riders generally now that I'm doing this is getting to know them. Um, you know, the writing the writing is their writing, but getting to know them and their personalities is what wins me over more so now than the writing. Uh, that's just me, maybe. Oh yeah, I rem I remember watching Dylan like as a teenager when he was on the Bud Cowie team when he was still over in you know before he went to the GPS and even like to the yeah. French media he would rarely ever do uh, interviews you know and obviously over there they're speaking French he would rarely ever do interviews because like I I think that he's just he was never an on camera guy like he just he rode and that was his thing like he didn't want to do the other stuff look some of us just have a face for radio all right. <laughs> 
totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> yeah, no <Same>. problem. <laughs> so, what are you talking about, bro? You got the pony. Like, you're ready to rock and roll, buddy. <laughs> At all times, you're ready to go. You have a face for TV. <laughs> Dark side's got uh, it going on. I don't know that I agree with you, but I'll take the coffee. Thanks. Hey, hey, it's all right. Speaking of which, you out flying that pony somewhere at like a concert sometime soon or what, dude? Dude, yeah. Uh, last, last, not this last Friday, but the Friday before, I, I went to a show in Dallas. Sick. Um, we rocked out. I went Sick. live on Instagram a couple times. We had, a, we had a nice little metal show going on down in Dallas. It was great. Awesome. So you mean you weren't at Lollapalooza a couple weeks ago? <laughs> no, no, I was not. I was just at a club in Dallas. <laughs> eh, whatever. It's Close enough. Close enough. Lollapalooza. Uh, club yeah, in it Dallas. was good, dude. It was Same good thing. to be out with, you know, four or 500 people in a club. And freaking there was a little mosh pit going on. I'm too old for that shit. But I was right on the edge of it and throwing the horns up. So, yeah, we had a. We had a good time, Sick. man. I love going to see some music. I hope it doesn't go away. Oh God, I was just about to say months. that. I was just about to say that. De- or, well, Texas is still pretty wide open, right? Well, Texas does what they want. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, yeah. Um, I was told by Amber told me last night we were talking. She's like, "Hey, some of the restaurants here in town are going back to mass requiring masks." <sighs> well, guess which, where? Guess where I would not be eating then are those restaurants. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't go to a whole thing where everybody's doing it. So yeah, because but. We will get as far in. as concerts go, man, I have tickets for a comedy show coming up in a couple months. Is it Joe Rogan? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Rogan. It's a buddy, it's a guy, Pete Corielli. He's um, he does a pad podcast with Sebastian Maniscalco, who's a big uh, oh yeah comedian. That guy's awesome. And uh, I've known Pete for shit fifteen years. He used to do a show with Jim Brewer, and I'm a big Pete Corielli fan. So he's coming to Dallas in a few months. I'm gonna go see him. And then Skid Row, man, that's I know that's eighties, but they're they're about to hit the road. And I've sort of become acquaintances with the bass player, Rachel Bowen. So I definitely want to go see those guys if they come through. So got some bucket list stuff for the year, hopefully. I wanna I wanna go to the concert and the lovers and friends con thing in Vegas next year. All the old R and B people from when I was growing up. Oh Jesus Christ. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. I need to go to a show. Outside my wheelhouse. (laughs) Outside my wheelhouse, but Dark side, the country. Dark side will go, bro. Look, I'll go to a country concert. I went to enough rock concerts, punk concerts back in the day. I'd love to go to a comedy show. I'd actually, speaking of Texas stuff, I'd love to go to a, a Kill Tony uh, taping that Tony Hinchcliffe and um, uh, Joe Rogan do. I'd love to go to that. So, yeah. No, I'm all yeah. about it. We are way oh. off the rails. Here. I know, but we that's just what yeah, we, we do on the show, man. That's what we do on the I show. Know. We just talk. Just hey, a- hey, would you guys have guessed that Eli Tomac is a Metallica fan. Would you even if I had asked you, do you Ooh. think Eli is a Metallica fan? What would your answers be? I think my I to answer that, Ooh. I think that if I didn't know Eli like at all outside of racing, I'd be like, no way. But like yeah. kind of having an eye like kind of knowing what he was as a kid. That's a tough question because he's hard to read. Like That's if what you I don't mean. know him outside of racing, he's tough to read. Yeah. Just looking at podium interviews and stuff like that. You're just like the hell is this guy even into but then you got to think about the two like think about the things he talks about like what he does in his spare time he hunts he you know likes to drive fast cars maybe just likes beethoven i was actually listening to some mozart earlier today some shit like that yeah Yeah. yeah. i don't know it's nice anyways well he's he surprised me man i asked i was doing some personality questions with him and i was like What's the best Metallica album? Thinking he would not know any, and he threw out like three or four. And I was like, "Whoa!" That, oh, that just reminds me of something I saw in a comedy thing where like people wear like Pink Floyd shirts, and then you get the people. It's like a meme, like name three Pink Floyd songs, and then you come up with them and like name three more. Oh God! <laughs> right, right, right. 
I do that with my girlfriend because yeah. she's just gotten into into wearing like band t-shirts yeah. recently. What did she have on the first? Oh, Journey. I was like, you don't even know fucking Journey's song. And she was like, she threw something out. She said like, Wheel in the Sky. I don't remember. I was like, say another one. <laughs> say another one. <laughs> she couldn't come up with another one, by the oh, way. Oh, God, I love yeah, it. Yeah, got, yeah. Her, got her. No, so, but that's it's uh, just cool. Yeah, no, that I mean, like I said, I guess if I didn't know who Eli was outside of racing, like I'd be like, probably no way. But um, that honestly doesn't surprise me, especially kind of like with the way his dad is. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool though. Dude, I mean, Darkside, can we get you on? Can we get you on NBC asking these guys questions like other than how did you meet your girlfriend? What's the stupidest Jesus, thing you ever fucking? That is the her? most annoying thing. Like I, I hate that segment. Asking asking Eli Tomac to name three Metallica songs or whatever or best Metallica album. Like that's a yeah, way better question. Those questions are so stupid though. How did you meet your girlfriend? How did you meet your wife? What's the first thing you bought? How did you, you meet bought? your girlfriend? Well, see, I'm a pro dirt bike rider, so the bitches flock. <laughs> Track snacks. I make them wet. All, All right. The, Super uh, easy. Oh, Although I will say even though I'm not a fan of this kid, I will say that Jaleek Swole's one was the funniest because he did the cocky thing and then like people legit like is this dude like narcissistic and I'm like no, he was being funny. Like I, he actually isn't like that. I mean, there's actually like a couple good answers in a couple of those, but no, most I think of them, I'm dumb. just like, dude, this is so stupid. Well, like, like Plessinger, but some of that has to do with it's Plessinger anyway. Like, what, what would you be if you weren't this a diesel mechanic? <laughs> okay, all and right. Then be like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and then what's the what's the best thing you ever bought your wife? What well, bar this M M&M and M dispenser? And what would you be doing? That, or what's <laughs> yeah. your favorite sport other than um, you know racing? Well, NASCAR. Yeah, Aaron, I don't think you watch NASCAR. My only issue with that, I don't mind the segment. I mind that they play it five Nine. times oh, every single mode. Like, I, you got if you're gonna have content like that as filler, you need more of it or something. So that we're not hearing it literally three and four times per race. Yeah. I mean, there's how many factory dudes? Now? I mean, how, yeah. what, 20, 30? Yeah. So why can we not yeah. have, we got 24 motos, so say 48 in total. Why can't you find some of these upstart privateers? I was about to say, like, they'll give you an actual 48 real- fucking dudes to do it so we watch a different one every time. Yeah. And they'll give you, like, a do real they- straight up answer, yeah. too. That's what I I have said. I've been saying like I wish Supercross would do as far instead of like I, I I personally did not mind makeup to mud. I know a lot of people did, as long as it's a, a, a female that actually rides moto. I didn't really yeah. care for the ones that didn't ride or whatever. But like I think better segments would be privateer profile, sort of like Steve's privateer island. Yeah, let us get to know. Let the let the general fans that barely watch get to know. The same thing we know about Alex Ray and and Adam X Nap, you know, and Cody Shock and you know whoever. I mean, uh, you can name one, right? Travis Del Nicky, those guys. Like they didn't get no coverage, so nobody cares how they do. Yeah, like yeah. let let us get to know these guys. You can take two minutes, three minutes, and give a quick introduction to the guy, what he does, and you know, maybe tell the story of yeah, I actually you know like Ben LeMay a couple of years, right? I sling monster. For you know, to stores during the week, and then I go do this. You know, like that. People don't know that. Yeah, the average fan does not know that. Yeah, ask Ryan Surratt what he bought his girlfriend. Well, you see, I got to pay to get to the races, so I bought her a Snickers bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like here's yeah. like here's the thing. I I mean I fully agree with that. Like especially during say Supercross. Okay, outdoors here we're having these question things. Okay, cool. You should have a list of forty eight guys. Should not be that hard to no. get. 
you know, 20 dude, 20 privateer guys to sit down for five minutes and give these answers and you can throw their fucking Instagram handle on the screen as you're doing it. And then yep. that way they can pick up some followers or whatever. Instead of the same people over Instead and over the again. Same pe- like, I don't need to watch Max Anstey tell me about his wife and all this bullshit. Yeah. And, and the same 27 thing. times during outdoors. It's also the same thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Anytime Kenny's talking, I like to hear what he has to say, but we kind of all know what Kenny does and yeah. like what he's into. I don't really need to. I don't really need to see Kenny on the screen. 10,000 no. times. Well, and then just like you were just saying, like with Supercross, Darkside, like, okay, cool. We have time there between LCQs and mains, correct? We, we've we seen it with the makeup to mud and stuff. How long is that segment? Five minutes? Why can we not have a five-minute YouTube vlog from these privateers that you guys go out and film and help them do? Show these people what these dudes are doing to get to the race. Show these people that these dudes are sleeping in their vans, driving their vans sleeping back and forth across lots. the country, like working on their bikes in Walmart parking lots, like all this shit like that. Let's see that. You can make a five-minute YouTube video. We've all watched them. Mm-hmm. And boom, you just throw it on TV. I mean, look at what they're doing right now with the, uh, what is it, the weed show yeah. before to yeah. start practice there for the first 15 minutes. He makes a 15-minute show. He walks around and the it transitions it's raw, right in, transitions right into practice. Like It's like fucking perfect. The best segment I've seen that they've done since Outdoor started was when it was part of the weed show at Washougal when he went back there and was talking about with Sipes about, oh, yeah, I was working on my bike in the back of the uh, that coffee, coffee shop. shop. Yeah, yeah, because I just did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. What is it? Uh, the... Uh, the vent they always have out in uh, PRI or yeah, PRI. No, PRI. Por- no, you're right. Portland International Raceway at Portland. Yeah, okay. yeah. He yeah, was there. He was always there. He's like, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to work on my bike because I don't know who slammed into. There? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh. Oh. Yep. Oh. I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, to me that was the best segment they'd done yet because it was like, oh, that was pretty in depth and like he. Oh, yeah, he got into it with, and I can't remember who it was, so he got into it with somebody in the first turn at Portland mm-hmm. International. He's like, yeah, I had to work on my bike because so-and-so ran me wide in the first turn. That was a cool that was a cool interview. Like that was worth it. But yeah, no, I don't I don't need to see the same stuff over and over again. I don't need to hear about Joe like you play golf and you like like I don't need to hear about that. Like uh-huh. I don't I don't care. I heard it once. That's but I cool. I hear another pro rider tell me that if they weren't racing they were going to be a pro golfer, I'm going to punch someone with a golf club. Yeah, that golf segment is so dumb. It's so dumb. Man, yeah, I'm, suck. I'm blown away. We've been talking about that a lot lately. How many people are into golf all of a sudden? Dude, Seems it's like it's ridiculous. I didn't know there were that many people that like golf in the moto industry, but yeah. apparently it's everyone. Well, and I think it's funny too that they all kind of agree. And it's the competitive nature. Like, yeah, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be like doing that. And I'd be like, what makes you think that you'd be good at golf? Like, a pro golfer? Right. Yeah. Or like one of them, I can't remember who it was because obviously, like. The big thing is with Drive to Survive and Formula One. Oh, yeah, maybe going on to Formula One. Uh, the chances of you being a professional Formula One driver <laughs> if you weren't racing motocross. How many billion people are there? And yeah. it's 20 out yeah, of you, 8 little billion delusional, people. Huh? Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but yeah. it's like half a hey. percent. <laughs> If I if I wasn't working for the city that I do now, I'd probably be like the star quarterback for the 49ers. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If exactly I wasn't doing it. this, I'd be the owner of Amazon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, like. Going back to the privateer stuff, though, just for a minute that we were talking about, like, how cool would it be for, a, a, you know, a husband and wife that picks up Supercross one night to check out, and, like, Mason Kerr, there's a privateer profile, Mason Kerr, and he's like, maybe they ask him the same thing. How'd you meet your girlfriend? Oh, yeah, I met her with a lot. She's my mechanic. That'd what? be awesome. She's your yeah. mechanic. Yeah, she's the one down here, you know, helping me with the pit board. Like, that'd be, like, I would think... My chick or maybe somebody else's chick would be like, oh, wow, that, you know, his girlfriend, his fiance, whatever, is down there on the track 
giving them pit signs. She's part of the program. I don't know. I just think that I like the outside stuff like that, but I want, I don't want to just hear about Eli and Kenny all the time. Like you guys said, Mm -hmm. I want to hear about everybody. I just think there's so many interesting stories throughout our industry. Just like in any walk, any walk of life, there's a lot of different stories that we don't get to hear about. And I think they could do a better job. You know, it'd have been perfect for that going off, piggybacking off what dark side just said, Matthias Jorgensen, Mm -hmm. his story with his girl, yeah. They would have been the perfect people. Oh, yeah. They would have been the yeah. perfect people to have on there. Bobby Piazza. Bo- We're buying the Bobby Piazza yep. shirts right now. Bobby Piazza and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Same thing going on. They're going to races in the back of the Sprinter van. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I understand people don't know who these, these privateers are, but it's because of this. They don't know who they are. Yeah. We don't sp- shed enough light on them. And, yeah, Cody Shockskin, you know, he gets the press. And, you know, yeah, you know, Ryan Surratt's on TV every now and then. And, you know, uh, they talked about Jacob Runkles a little bit because he was a local boy at Bud's Creek and A-Ray and all them. But it's like, dude, there's so many more guys out there. Like, right now, I guess if we want to transition back into talking about the race a little bit, Tyler Stepek, Like, mm-hmm. he's had, he had the best. I mean, the second motor didn't go well because I don't know if he went down or had bike problems. But he was running, like, 12th. He had his best finish he's ever had at Unadilla. I think he went like 13-15 or 14-16. Like, dude, the average fan has no idea who Tyler Stepek is other than the people that are around racing. And it's like, dude, get a kid like that story out there. That's yeah. am- that's amazing. Like, right now, the privateers, and I understand it's because the field is depleting. But, dude, to see that many, for me, to see that many privateer 450 guys inside the top 10 to 20 yesterday was Absolutely amazing. Like I said, you had Chiz. You had Jacob Runkles. You had, well, I mean, I guess if you want to call Rod Bell a technically a privateer, Rod Bell was in there. You mm-hmm. had Runkles. Like I said, Surratt was in there. Tyler Stepek was in there. You know, all these dudes were in there, and that was amazing. And not one one of them really got talked about. Nope. Other than Cody Shock. Yeah. And I understand because Cody Shock was doing the best. And that second motor was doing well, yeah. That second motor was phenomenal. He came from like, what, 38th mm-hmm. to whatever he ended up finishing yesterday. But, like, it just it, it, it bums me out. How many of those guys do you think Langston knows? Because I think Weege knows a lot of them, but I think he Surratt. can't necessarily talk about them because yeah. of being in the booth with, you know, someone else who, uh, like, and I don't know with Langston. Like, I'm not on here trying to call him out and say he's a fucking yeah. dumbass or anything like that for not knowing these dudes. I just, I don't honestly know. I'm like, that's serious. Dark side, do you know? Does he, does he get around the pits? Does he know a bunch of these dudes or is he just kind of oblivious? Yeah, every national. Every national I've been to, I see Grant walking around before and after the races, and he talking to a different rider. Now, he probably doesn't know all of them, okay. but I bet he knows a little bit about a lot of them. I, I would be very surprised if he didn't. Okay. Like, Stepak would be the only one that I would probably question they probably don't know too much about because he's still fairly new. But, like, yeah, they obviously Surratt and Chiz, but, like, yeah, Runkles and stuff. Runkles has been doing nationals for a long time. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. said, Stepak would probably be the only one that you'd be like, well, I don't really know too much about, but, yeah, I... I would probably have to, and plus, a lot of those dudes when they're out in California, they probably visit his shop to get parts at some point or another. So I would assume that yep. like he probably knows a lot of them. I would actually probably say that he probably knows more about them than Weege does, hmm. just because like it's a racer to racer type thing. Like, Maybe. hey, good job. But um, yeah, I don't know. you just don't ever hear anything yeah. about him necessarily. So like I said, it was a legitimate question. Like you hear shit about Ricky. Like Ricky does not go into the pits. He doesn't talk to people really. Like yeah, doesn't know kind of anything. Doesn't surprise me. Anyways. Yeah. So um, dark side. I know you said you had like forty five minutes to an hour. You got some more time, or you you need to bail out? Yeah, here? we can keep going. We got okay. a little bit more time. Um. All right. Let's um. Uh, getting back to the to the actual racing. So uh, the 
I mean, it was supposedly pretty hot there at Bud's Creek yesterday. We don't know. We weren't there, but uh, humid always. Ken, Kenny didn't melt. <laughs> that was impressive. I mean, and he won that first moto, second that second moto. Like, I mean, I would I would say that's a pretty good day and a pretty good testament for where Kenny is at. Back. I mean, obviously not. Yeah, I, pre-injury. Go I was ahead. completely wrong at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. I think he, we all uh, were. <laughs> he has done. I think what he needs to do. Uh, I think he's answered a lot of the questions. Now, look, this summer has not been as hot as in years past. Nope. But he, he, my <laughs> going into the beginning of the season, I said two races and he's out. So um, there was a I lot of us who weren't alone. Yeah, we said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I think, uh, and he's been competitive. He he showed no signs of weakness, in my opinion. Uh, yesterday, so I think he's good, man. Can we um, can we talk about Tomac for just a minute? I mean, I feel like we do beat a dead horse because nobody really knows. But like, really, Unadilla was just an absolute like, just pathetic for Eli Tomac standards. The first moto, he got dropped, and then the second moto, like, I, just yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up now. And I understand that we've done this with Eli for how many years now, but I just I still. I do not understand it. Would you like to know why? I mean, there's probably been a million different answers. Okay. Well, we've seen we, we've seen this for years, okay? But let's talk about why now. The track came around to the suspension that he has. Well, yeah, and that's a thing too, but I but my point is is why I'll never in all the years that I've been around this sport and doing this, like I've never seen a guy at his level that's a light switch like that. The greats aren't they don't vary that much from moto a, to moto it, it doesn't matter if the track's a highway or it's, it's a it's a team kawasaki problem I, I like i said just i don't understand it with him like i don't understand i don't get it and i've always said eli on the mental side it's iffy sometimes and, and i'm i know that some people are like well you know so and so but that's just my opinion fucking could be wrong Mm-hmm. But it's like I just I don't get it because the first moto he just absolutely got dropped. Mm-hmm. Like wasn't he was there for like what three or four laps and then it was just Dylan and Chase and all them they dropped him. But the second moto, I the mean, second moto I had a note that said Eli was coming. I mean, I'll ask you guys both this. In my opinion, there was no point that I was thinking, oh, he's going to beat Dylan. But I'm gonna be real honest with you though. You didn't? Didn't? No, so I didn't. The second moto no, that no. Chase passed Dylan too, I didn't, right? No, yeah, Chase. Yeah. Dylan passed him to Chase. I didn't think that Eli was going to win that moto because I was just like Dylan. Like Dylan is doing what Dylan does. He's on one right now, and I just don't think Eli's level is at Dylan's level right now at this point. When they're at that, you know, other than the Southwick second moto. But did either of you guys like? I thought he was at least going to get Kenny, right? Did you guys both think that? I did. I thought at one point he was coming. I and thought he was going to the front. Yeah. Dro- yeah, and I know he got into lappers those last two laps, but he like dropped. He didn't drop anchor, but he like it was like what six seven seconds between him know. and Kenny. It, at the went, end of the it went from he was on the move to he was not on the move. So and I like like I said, I know that lappers yesterday because that track was gnarly. The humidity is always a thing. It really separated. Same thing with Unadilla. But dude, like once again, he's on it for twenty nine minutes, and then yeah. all of a sudden. And we know it, fatigue is not a thing. That's not Eli's issue. No. So, like, what What happened? But I, that, I, 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 this is the only thing that stumbles me. I don't get this with him. I don't know. Well, and he neither does he. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have an answer. Which, so. d- like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, we know that Moto guys, like, mentally, it, we've all know the cliche saying Moto is 85% metal or 80, whatever you want to say. But, like, for somebody like him, it's just, it's always boggled my mind that he is as accomplished as he is 
and then he'll just do this. Like I don't get it. I just don't. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It, go, uh, no. Go never mind. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go outside. I, I was just say, well, yeah. Nobody has an answer, right? I mean, if, if anybody did, they'd fix it. But <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think he's searching for things. I think he. I feel like he's pretty much sticking with his not making many changes on the bike at this point. He's riding with what he's comfortable with. What you know, where they went back to settings. Yeah. And why and, would you, anyways? Uh, I, from my, yeah, from, I think he, from my understanding, he's not allowed to make changes right now. That's the stupidest thing, if that's true. Uh, I don't know about that. We're, uh, yeah, he, he made it sound like they're making a few small changes here and there, but at this point, he's just trying to do the best with what he's got. I, so maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, I, I've heard, I've heard some things through the grapevine here. Uh, you know, we had that controversial Hopper video not too long ago <laughs> about him not getting yeah. parts or whatever. Oh boy. Um, sure. So, so the things I'm hearing through the grapevine here is that they have completely stopped doing suspension testing with him. And ha- it has been that way for a while. And, uh, they don't, um, they don't refresh his stuff the way or quite as often as they, I guess, were. Uh, and changes are next to nothing other than like clickers on the weekend. See, I'm not going to comment on that because I, I, I'm just not like I'm not going to go down that road on this show. But my the reason why, why I, all of a sudden now you're going to be shy. No, we don't, we don't I, because I don't roads? because I haven't I haven't. Act heard. like we act like we don't say dumb shit all the no, time on here. Right? I'm just not. Gonna, I'm just not going to say it because I haven't heard that, so I can't comment on that. I well, the reason why I said what I said about why would he? Because it's like, well, at this point, why would he? He's not with the team at the end of the year. Like we're, we have three rounds to go. He's not winning this championship. Like there's not a fucking chance in hell. Do you like money? E- Eli still makes money whether he wins or not. Like I understand it's not makes the same. A lot more money when I, he wins. I, I, I get that, and I like money. I get that, but once again, Eli still makes money. But he's got his eyes set on he next year. He wants another cabin in the woods, bro. Yeah, next year's going to be good. Yeah, he's got his eyes set on next year. So that was my that was my comment about why would he? Like, what's the point? Like, if he was in this championship, I wouldn't have made that comment. But he's not. He's not yeah. winning this title. So it's like why? Unless he was fearful that he's going to fucking ragdoll himself into the ground, like the way his bike was handling at Thunder Valley earlier in the year, like it was a pogo stick. Yeah. What What's the point? Like he doesn't really gain anything. I understand he makes more money if he wins. Like that's obvious. Yeah. But that's just what I meant by why would he? Because like he obviously this season, it's it's just the last hurrah with Cowie. Like he's focused on next year. That's why I made that comment. Nothing to do with like the stuff going on at Cowie. That's just all. That's just all I meant to clarify. All right. All right. Darkside is over here telling us to get our tinfoil hats out now. I have a tinfoil hat. Uh, yeah. Darkside's yeah, an actual man, professional. Kind of, he is. <laughs> We're not. I I, uh, I talked to Eli. I asked Eli about that. I just what I, I basically said, hey, man, so I know. How, how aware are you of all these conspiracy theories, all these theories? I said, look, man, we, we talk about you obviously every week. We talk about you going into the season. Um, I said there was the YouTube video because I brought up. I jokingly asked him a question when he. I, I what round was it? He got his first moto win. It was. It was before uh, high point. Was it? Uh, was it high point? Yeah, no, high point. yeah, high point. The so second at high moto. point. In the press conference, I said, "So did they give you your factory parts back in between motos?" <laughs> I, I remember this. <laughs> okay, so he laughed. I love it. But you know, I didn't know if he even really knew what I was talking about. So in the interview where I talked to him Tuesday night on the show. I asked him, do you, are you, do you, did you know what I was talking about? Do you hear these stories? And he goes, yeah, how could I not? Of course I do. And he's, he, you know, if he really has a major problem with Kawasaki, he can't wait to get out of there and wants to throw them under the bus type thing. He didn't do that Tuesday night with me. He's, he said it's basically ridiculous, you know. 
We're doing Kawasaki wants to win. They're doing everything they can to help me win. Um, so I I don't see any reason to not believe him. I, I think he's always had weird things where you see him do this incredible supercross race where he's 10 times better than everybody else. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, what, what the next week? What was that? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't buy into that. It, it has anything to do with the team. And I mean, until somebody confirms that from the team, I'm not buying it. I think I will buy. I don't, I, I like I said, I'm not going to comment. If I had heard the same thing that what Travis and I don't, I don't deny or agree or whatever, because I have my feelings on that. I think that there is issues with Cowie, but I don't think it's the bike side. I just, it's the obvious, well, this is why he's leaving Cowie. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, oh, he hates so-and-so or this and that. It's just like every other thing with every other team. Like, there's falling out. I want to move my career elsewhere. And we know that Kawasaki has had issues in the past with other guys and certain things. So I think that there's issues in that sense. I'm going to say, though, that next year is going to be very interesting at Star Yamaha. Because I, I, you ain't lying. Well, I'm we. I don't know what show it was Travis that we did, but I made this comment about what happens if Eli just next year at Star like fucking pulls 2015 Geico Honda, except doesn't get hurt. He could because his suspension guy or whatever from not his suspension guy because it's not Ziggy. No, but their chassis guy. I don't remember. who I think it it's is. the chassis yeah, guy. Yeah, works yeah. for works for Star. That's yeah. why they went there. Yeah, I'm because his pay cut to go to Star was huge. I'm not going to go on board with right off the bat. I'd put him as the Supercross favorite over Coop, and then with Dylan winning this out. But I'm going to say this right now, and this is coming from a guy once again. I've been very critical of Eli, just like everybody else, for the stuff that he needs to be be criticized of, not the fact of who he is or his speed. Just yep. motos, what he did yesterday. Uh, yeah, I. I would almost go on record to say that I feel like we're going to see. We always talk about the Eli of old. I think that that's going to. We're going to see the Eli of old. I just first first guy since like Dunge to win outdoors and Supercross back to back. That's why I say I don't know if I would put him as the preseason favorite in either series, but he's definitely going to be the number. Like he's going to be if there's one A Coop Supercross, one A Dylan outdoors. He's one A minus. In both series. <laughs> okay. If that makes any sense. Like, he's definitely... Yeah, I'm with you. Because I just think that we're now at a point where Yamaha, like that 450, <laughs> it's fucking good. And, yeah. Let, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... to my, It just boggled my mind. I just don't get it with him. Yeah. I, and I hope that it doesn't happen at Yamaha. Because if it does, the, there's got to... There's just always going to be this talk around Eli with his career. Like, how did? Why did you do the things that you did? And I understand that he can't figure it out, and nobody can. Or they, like Darkseid said, we'd obviously it'd be fixed. Mm-hmm. But it just—I've never seen a guy of his caliber do this. Ricky didn't do this shit. Yeah. I know that Stu, like we talk about what Stu did, but when Stu was winning championships, he rarely did this. Mm-hmm. Now he did it when he was not winning championships and crashing. But even then, though, like Stu only rarely ever had bad motos because he crashed. It's not because his speed wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Villapoto, same thing. Dungy. I just don't get it with Eli. It just sucks because, like, when he is on it, he's fun to watch. Uh huh. You know, so absolutely. Dark, dark side. When he was on your show, did you um did you ask him if he'd talk to any other teams other than Star? I did not. Um, if I'm being honest, very little of my interview with him the other night was about racing. We oh, just okay. touched on a couple of things, and then I did like personality stuff. I wanted to get to know Eli type. Good. I did. Uh, I did sort of what Outdoors does. I didn't ask about his girlfriend, but I asked about his baby, <laughs> and I asked about that, how that changed things. Still and, flying all those private jets some, with Kenny. 
Do what? Oh, still- no, I didn't even think about that. I, I wish I had. <laughs> oh, God. I would like to know that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Damn, that'd have been a good question. You, you think that you guys, on, like, honestly, you think they still kind of are sometimes, or you think that was just like a one-type thing? That's a good uh, question. I mean, like, yeah. I know people are like, who cares? They're, but the like, o- they're like the only two in the in the, in the the racing right now that I think can afford to do that. Yeah, I would agree. With, I mean, at least over I, here in the probably States. Probably unlikely because he's up in Colorado. Kenny's, yeah. You know, what, in Florida. So I'd say probably unlikely. I didn't say because when they did that, where did they go? They what? went to Houston, didn't they? Yeah. For Supercross? Yeah, so. And that was probably yeah. only because they were both in California yeah. testing. That was just such a weird, Supercross. That was it just was a weird, weird thing. Like when that, like, I don't know who sent that to our, I don't know, like, where, when we, because I, I imagine all, like, you, me, and Cole all saw that beforehand, but, like, I don't know, it was either you or Cole that I think sent it to the group chat. Mm-hmm. But, like, to see that, and I had seen it before one of you guys sent it, but, like, it was just such a weird a weird picture to see them together. <laughs> but then it was like, once again, we get in this thing with moto guys. Like we only think about them as racers. Yeah. We don't really think of, unless we know them personally outside of that. And then to see them because they've been, you know, I do air quotes rivals for all these years to see them with their kids on an airplane smiling. You're like, okay, like sometimes we got to realize that they are human beings and they don't actually have a beef with each yeah. other. Speaking of that, I, I said, read- Oh, I ahead. said those exact words to Eli Tuesday night. Like, we don't think of you all the time as a human. Like, you know, when people all talk about your bad days, especially this year, I'm like, I mean, you have a new baby. Like, yeah. I know what it was like when I had a baby. You ain't sleeping. Well, I knew how it was like when I went to work the next day and my, my chick was upset or stressed. And then I'm at work and all I'm thinking about is her being mad at me. <laughs> that that mess with you're a human being that will mess with you. And he just sort of laughed and talked about it a little bit. So, yeah, I think. I think you're right. We do forget that they are not professional athletes 24-7. They're also dads, husbands, boyfriends, sons. Yep. Uh, yeah, you just never know what the hell's going on in their real life that they don't talk about. Yep. I saw a picture online of, like, Justin Cooper, his chick, Plessinger. Was there somebody else from Star? All getting on a private jet. <laughs> To go somewhere. Was it Justin Cooper's chick's private jet? I think so. I think so. <laughs> or Justin Cooper's chick's dad's private jet? I mean, it might have been. It might have been her Instagram, and I just thought that was a weird dynamic of like was Aaron's, Jay Coop and was Aaron's Aaron. wife with him? May- or she, maybe she I don't have, remember. You said you thought it was another one. I think there. Was, I thought there was another. Rider I imagine. Too. I don't remember. It, was it earlier in the year? I don't know. Because the only thing I was, I was thing, scrolling Insta the other day and found only, it somewhere. If it was, from, I was just like that's weird if it was from earlier in the year the only person i would think of that has wrote that's friends with cooper is thrasher so it might have been yeah, it could have been maybe, thrasher can you but it's just like i don't see jay coop and and plessinger being like no they're boys. two totally different that's people opposite two totally different people they they are well jay coop's not as um dickish he's pretty funny <laughs> and when he's around people when, when he's not do like when he's just with his buddies or whatever He's a pretty cool guy, man. But and it's funny, Levi Kitchen. We had him on Tuesday night. Also, he said like, "Yeah, we all hang out together, except for Jeremy Martin." So Jay well, Martin kind of does his own thing. <laughs> I yeah. love, and I love Jerm, and I love Jerm. Jay so, Martin's my guy. So like, you know, but yeah, but Levi kind of made it sound like all those guys they get along. Even Dylan, he's like, we all get along really well. We have fun together. So yeah, it, you could very easily see the whole team on the plane, except for maybe Jeremy. You know, the Dylan thing's interesting though because DV. okay. So, yeah, because DV, what he said on Pulp, dude, of like, so I get, uh, Darkside, I know you listened to it. So, like, where DV said that, like, um, Dylan wasn't super pumped when he was helping Marv, too, but, like, they were in two different classes or whatever. So, that's interesting if, like, 
they all hang out or whatever. Like Dylan, you know, integrates himself into that group somewhat too, because I, well, you also got to think about it too. Weird thing. It's the same thing with Jeremy, like DV's his trainer. They all train with Swanee. Yeah. And Rarick a little bit. So it's like, yeah, there's some, there's some interesting people. Well, and then you're going to have, who, you're gonna have Eli next year. You know. You so know. now you're gonna have and three you gonna, outliers. Well, you, you know who probably wasn't on that plane? Oh, okay. Jared yeah. Fry. That'd be an uncomfortable Jared, truck to hang out at. Jared, Jared Fry. Jared, yeah, Jared that's Fry. just gotta be weird. But I mean, well, then you had then you had Romano in there though, because obviously he's the kid. But like Levi and, and Romano and like Thrasher and Romano, they're mm-hmm. all really really good buddies. I mean, yeah. they've been racing each other all these years. And then like I said, you had in LeBlanc. Yeah. So yeah, like truck's gonna be a lot more full next year. <laughs> Does yeah. does Jamar get ready in the sw- or in the uh, lounge with everyone else, or is he just off like under his easy up behind the truck doing his own thing? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I mean that's a serious question. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm sure he ch- changes his in the truck though. That's. I don't think he's that that uh, much of an outlier, but maybe he is. I'm just more interested when Jamar goes to the 450. What like if he's try if he tries to stay with Star. And goes with the 450, or if he, bu- if he's on the 450 on the star team, like I'm really curious how the dynamic even more is going to change because of the fact that him and Eli are boys, but like because of the fact he doesn't do the team thing, like is his attitude going to change a little bit? Like is he going to be a little bit more like, hey, no, like you know, Eli and me are boys, we're all going to go hang out now, or is he just still going to be Jay Martin, like you know, do his own thing? Like that's. I've been thinking about that. I understand it doesn't really affect it going into next year. But if you think about that, if he signs with Star on the 450 when he goes there, him and Eli, like I said, have a really, really good relationship. Is that going to change his view of how he goes about doing team stuff? Does Eli have a two-year deal? Darkseid, does Eli have a two-year deal? Yeah, two years. So, yeah. So, maybe one year. Maybe. So, like, yeah, does it it change the dynamic? Or does he still just keep doing J-Mart things and just does his own stuff? I'm just, I'm just I'm I really wonder about that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting. I think concept. he I I think uh, he he probably at the races has to do his his normal thing, but yeah. maybe outside the races he can bend a little bit. But yeah, I think at the races he needs everybody has to be the, the competition. Yeah. Well, and it does make me wonder too that if he once again this is obviously we don't know, but if he if he does sign a four fifty deal with Star. With him and Eli, like now they're both on the same team. They're both going to be with each other all the time. Do they start training with each other all the time again? Like mm. I've just I've been thinking. I don't about, think so. You Here's, don't you don't think so or do think so? I don't think so. I don't, don't think, think they train together. Okay. Here's a better question: When they're training together in between motos, when they're sitting in the shop, is it just dead silence? <laughs> <laughs> like like is it just just dead silence or is J Mart like running his mouth? Like and Eli's just you know listening to Metallica in his, in his AirPods. He's, like, got his, he's got his earpod or his AirPods on. J Mart's yelling and like Eli's <laughs> think, like, yeah. I think most people would be very surprised at how normal the guys probably are off once once the helmets are off and there's nobody around like us, you know, putting a uh, microscope on them. I, I bet you'd be surprised. Well, the thing about, once again, being a J-Mart fan, the thing that bothers me is, is because, yes, he can come off to the average fan like kind of as a dick because he does his own thing. But it's if anybody watches like A-Mart's vlogs, like how they are, and I understand they're brothers, so it is different. And like, you know, with when they're up in Minnesota with, you know, their dad. But like, if anybody, the best vlogs. I'm going to miss those. If it, yeah, I know. 
If anybody looks at J Mark though and thinks like that he's not a character, he doesn't have a personality. You're just not paying attention. Like, no, I like to listen oh, to him talk shit on Troll, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's gonna suck because yeah, you know, with Abraham. yeah, they're fun. So I don't know. That's just I guess what frustrates me is, is because I think that the average fan sees J Mart as like this, oh, super serious. Like he doesn't like anybody else, whatever. And maybe that is the case at the races. But like you said, when people like us aren't around and you know the cameras are off, like. Jeremy's a character. Like he has a personality. He's not just this robot that only cares about winning, and that's the only thing he gives a shit about. Like he, he's a funny dude. I mean, Jesus, yep. who is it? Uh, uh, Amart's camera guy, the uh, graphics guy, Briar Perry. Like they had to censor Jeremy in all the videos because he kept cussing too much, and he had to yell at him, <laughs> "Dude, you gotta stop cussing. I can't keep doing this." Right, right, right. So I, I don't know. Once again, like people forget these are human beings we're talking about. They're not just, oh, they ride dirt bikes for a living and that's all they do. Yep. Oh, man. That is. I'm just, I'm just thinking about them sitting in the shop just in between motos, just dead silence. Just not awkward. looking at each other. Just a forward GoPro shot, like wide angle of them, 20 feet apart, bikes there, mechanics working, and they're just silently sitting there. You mean like not the, a word. Not a word. You mean like the, you mean like the Alton Baker factory? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No way. Them Baker boys are all friends. Haven't you seen the pictures of, like, Jason spotting Marv on bench press or something? There's no problem there. Yeah. Everything's fine down there. The bakery is totally okay and open for business still. There's nothing wrong there. Sure. I'm just going to be dead silent. Okay. And let you keep going. Hey, yeah. man. I can keep going. Yeah. I have lots of... I, the information I'm gaining right now is priceless. Like, the the amount of a pay cut I heard that Tomac took to go to Star was wild. The uh, the I heard some of the teams I heard he was talking to before Star is... I heard Honda. He wanted to go back to... Geico. Yeah. He contacted Geico before they closed down. He yeah. was going to go back there. Yeah. No, that was actually, from what I understand, the first team he talked to. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Which I was like, because I would have loved to see him on wild. a factory Honda bike. Yeah, I really would have. That would have been cool. So, all right, uh, Darkside, how are we doing on time for you, man? I, I, I kind of need to wrap this up. I'm gonna go pick my granddaughter up here in a little bit. All right, cool, man. Who who you got on your show this week? Uh, actually, no regular show this week. We were going to take a week off because of my job, but I ah. am going to do a verb moto check-in uh, with Troy Dogs. Going to get on with me. We're going to talk to Chiz and uh, Grant Harlan because those are his guys. Yes, I okay. want to know what's and, going uh, on with Grant. We're going to do a quick little check-in with those. Both those guys are racing Iron Man, so we're going to do something with them. But technically, it's not an a Moto X Pod show episode. It's just a little verb moto check-in. Sick. We got Chiz coming up after you, actually. So. Nice. Yep. Yep. This, this week? Uh, like in the next hour. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. awesome. Chiz is great interview, man. Yeah, yeah. Did you? I did one with him on Tuesday. Did you listen to that? Probably not. I have not listened to it. It's on my iPod, but I haven't listened yet. All right. Hey, hey. At least it's on his thing. So. Oh yeah, it's downloaded. Yeah. It's downloaded. I'm definitely yeah. gonna have to listen to the Verb Moto check-in because I want to know what's going on with Grant Harlan. Yeah. I really do. We'll check it out. It'll be up Tuesday night, so we'll, we'll do that about seven o'clock Central Time, and all right, it should be up. It should be up by eight thirty yeah, Central I'm, Time, probably. I'm gonna have uh-huh. to check it out. I want to know what's going on with him because I know he raced our boy Kevin at a <laughs> at, a, at a fair race with <laughs> but, uh, eighty-seven yeah, other yeah. pros. Yeah, so I want to know what's going on with him. <laughs> Thirteen thousand dollar purse. Wild. Well, all right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank Make you. sure to check out Dark Side Moto X Pod Show, um, Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. Are you doing? Who's on the wrap up show this week? Uh, shit. Let me think. Uh, Kirk Alves with um, 
Firepower Chains and Justin Jennings, Triple J. Sweet. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, if you ever need someone for that, like in a pinch, somebody backs out, just let me know. Yeah. I listen to Paul do, man. all the time, man. So I know perfect, I know I'm perfect. probably blacklisted from Steve, but it's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, never, he's never said anything to me, so yeah. I'm gonna try to well, meet. Uh, I'm gonna try to find him this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna try to go up and talk to him. We <laughs> had a chance at Redbud, and we just didn't pull the trigger on it. Yep. Yeah, go talk to him, man. Let well, me know how that goes. Oh, yeah, don't worry, you'll be the first person I text. So, bro, just met. Awesome. Just met Steve, be and like, this is what happened. Be like, Steve liked us, or he didn't like us. <laughs> he told me to pound right, Sam. Right. So, man, he's nice. To, he's usually nice to everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't figure out any issues. So, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank we you. appreciate it, man. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure to check out Dark Side. Like I said, Moto X Pod Show. Absolutely, man. And uh, yep. Pulp Max Wrap Up Show. See you, buddy. See you. All right. Thanks for having me on. See you guys. Bye. All right, everyone. Dark Side. That was awesome. That was good. What are you looking at? Weird ass text that says because of. Because of your continued use of Venmo, you have been awarded $100. Claim here. Yeah, that's not a fucking yeah, that's scam. Not, yeah, no shit. Just enter your credit card number here. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, no. Because let was... me tell you, I've never used Venmo. Yeah, fuck Venmo. <laughs> Cash app. <laughs> I'm just kidding. PayPal. Um, <laughs> no, that was... Uh, obviously, I wasn't on for the Dark Side show uh, when you did it with him. He definitely... And I don't... Obviously, because I don't watch Pulp as much as, you know, a lot of other people, like, I didn't really know much about Darkside. I know who he was. Yeah. He definitely seems like a real solid dude. Yeah. yeah no, he's super nice yeah, guy. Awesome. Super nice guy. So, uh, yep. glad to have him on. Again, make sure to check him out. Moto X Pod Show and uh, uh, Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. It's a show about a show. Show about a show. So... Maybe we'll make a show about a show that's about a show. To it? Uh, a few times. I Not a say, lot. I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah. But... I didn't know, though, that he had... Um, uh, I probably would have checked for it, though, if I knew he would have had Dylan and Levi on. Yeah, I listened to the one with Dylan, because uh, that was the one I think Sean Brennan was on. Yep. I did not listen to the one last week. As I told him, and he's told me, there's just so much out there that, like, listening hard. to everyone's show is just like, like DV was saying on Pulp last week, like, there's all this fucking content. What do these people do? Nothing the rest of their lives? And it's like, yeah, pretty much. We don't do anything other than listen to Moto stuff. I'm trying I mean, to get info. What do you I'm want gonna, me to tell you? I mean, I've told you this before. I'm going to be real honest with you. Like, other than, like, when our show comes out and I kind of just look to see, like, hey, how did this turn out? The only other real shows I listen to is obviously Gypsy and uh, the main event Moto Show. That's really it. Like, yeah. Those are the only two shows I really look for. Like other than the other ones, it's not that I have anything against the other shows. Um, it's just uh, like you said, like it's very hard. There's so much content out there, and then it gets to the point, like especially if nothing's really going on, like it's always everybody talks about the same thing, and you can get different takes, but it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And you know, other than Jace, and like I said, you know, having Toolman and and listening to what DB has to say, like I really don't care what anybody else has to say. So. <laughs> I mean, it's just being honest. Sorry, I'm just looking for something here because I got sent something earlier, but I can't find it now. Okay. Uh, anyway. All right, so a couple more things with 450. Dude, how about that big get-off by Craig? God Dude, damn it. He is he is becoming like rubber band man because some of his crashes he's had. That was a big one. Like the Washougal one was he bad got too. Away, yeah, he got away from it, but yeah, man, well, that was big. Dude, the thing is too, I couldn't tell because of the way the banners were. I think that the bike actually clipped him. I think when oh. the bike started endoing, like, because if you noticed when he like pitched and then he hit the ground, he started rolling. Yeah. And then he had this like burst of energy pushing him forward. <laughs> and I think the bike hit him. Maybe. Because he didn't hit the banner like the way that way. It just like he was going like this and then it popped him forward. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the bike had to have hit him hard. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, like we kind of talked about with AP, like he's it sucks, dude. I feel so bad for him. Like I don't know. It's the perfect setup for him to win Indiana. It's not gonna rain though. He's my pick for Indiana. It's not gonna rain though. He's gonna win. Doesn't matter. It's not gonna rain. He doesn't need the rain he, at He's this not point. he's not gonna beat Dylan. He's not gonna I beat Dylan. I think he is. No. I think he is. If it was a mud moto, I would completely agree. He's not beating Dylan. I think he is. No. All right. Well, not gonna happen. You sound stupid a lot. It's fine. This isn't the first time I've told you that. Really? Yeah. Really? You gonna go down that road, pal? You want to talk about Sexton yesterday too? Uh, move on to two fifties here. Sure. What do you want to talk about with him, dude? He's fast. Yeah, he's but he's starting to get it together. He he's, does. He's got some issues. Now, the issue he had yesterday, he crashed on that same jump. I think Craig did right. Wasn't yeah. that where? Or, well, he didn't crash. He yeah. Got he got loose. he got loose, and it, it definitely robbed some of his momentum. He was hanging ten, bruh. But um, he made it happen. Yeah, he's looking good. We kind of talked about this, like what is going on with Sexton. He's kind of been underperforming. And then ever since Millville, he's done really well. Washugal. Washugal, he did really well. Unadilla, obviously, <laughs> like when he slammed into planet Earth the, fir- the yeah. first lap. But then the second motor, really good. Um, yeah, he's kind of like it was becoming him, Barsha, and AP. And I still think, obviously, Barsha wasn't there. But like with AP, it was it's still kind of those three. It's kind of a toss-up, like... You know, on any given moto. Yeah. But he's kind of like now he's starting to perform. It's just, man, Kenny and Dylan, though, their pace is just so hard to match for 35 minutes. Kenny's so fast those first three laps. And which is, once again, funny because it's the exact opposite. Yep. He is so fast at the beginning, and Dylan matches. So fast at the end. Ma- but he, the crazy thing is, he matches that pace, though, at yeah. the end. Like, usually it's never been really the case. Like, the, the end pace is only because guys are starting to fade, whoever it's been, you know, kind of like Eli or, you know, when. Uh, you know, hurlings even over the GPs or, you know, whatever. But no, Dylan, Kenny's pace at the beginning, Dylan's doing the same pace at the end, but it's mm-hmm. not because the guys are fading. He's just going as fast as Kenny was at the beginning. Yeah. And that's just, it's wild to me, man. Like, and after that first, how many times, though, coming down the downhill, did you think that Dylan was going to, like, oh, I'm just going to high side? Oh, like that dude. one lap where he caught the first braking bump You're and then he was trying to Henry Hill. Yeah, he was trying to shift his fucking hips and it just kept bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And he did it all the way into the corner. Yep. And you're like, holy shit. That probably he was like, Bleh. um Yeah, that was really the, I mean, once again, you can talk about Cody Shock had a really, really good day. Joey was doing better. Um Coop, man. Just it, this is just Coop outdoors, man. Yep. Just Coop. Um It was better though. Who Rod Bell had a good ride. Um, Runkles as a privateer was really good. Max Anstey's just kind of being top ten right now, but he's got a lot of he's got a lot of health issues going on. Yeah. Um, who else really though? I mean Marv Marv had terrible starts yesterday. Like terrible starts yesterday. I don't it know still what wasn't the, I don't think a terrible day for Marv though. He ended no, up coming through. But I don't know what the fuck he was I doing that know. first moto. It's Marv. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Um We're gonna have to keep dragging on four fifties. We can move to two fifties yeah. here, man. Yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to try to think I tried to think like what else was really going on. And other than that, like I said, Cody Shock was just the biggest impress like he just really impressed me that second moto. Yeah. But yeah, two fifties. Uh two fifties. So Jay Coop on fire. That first moto. Dude. On fire this 250 title is going to come down to the last moto yep. it's coming down to the last moto 100 percent. and tell me if you agree with the statement because we both i mean i would obviously rather see j mart win this title i think that honestly i think had he not got hurt he would be the points leader by quite a bit right now um but remember how 
I can't remember if it was after Millville or Washougal where we kind of talked about, well, the only reason Jay Coop is beating Jet right now is because he's getting starts and Jet's not. Yes. And we kind of believe that Jet outright is just, he's faster than Jay Coop. Like, mm-hmm. and there, because it was obvious. Like, anytime they started together, Jet just kind of walked away from him. Yeah. But I'm going to be real honest with you and tell me if you agree with this or not. So, Jay Coop right now, his first motos have been insane. Yep. Like, Unadilla, he dropped Jet. Like, oh, and they yeah. started together. First moto yesterday, dropped it. I mean, got fucking seven seconds on lap two or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah like, that was fast. insane. If he would learn to tone it down a little bit, but to my question, I don't really know if I can stand by my statement that straight up right now when they're on it, the Jet is faster than Jay Coop. Because Jay Coop's first motos, I understand I Jet has beat Jay Coop the second motos, but if we're talking about the best of what they look like, Jay Coop's first motos have been more impressive, other than that second moto Unadilla, than Jet's second motos. So if you take but, J- what, dude, that first moto yesterday, Jet was no slouch either. No, he but Jay Coop, stu- he got stuck behind J Mart for like. What, but he wasn't. Three gonna, laps. He wasn't going to beat Jay Coop that first Probably moto. Probably not. No, but dude, he pat. He went from seventh to third in a lap and a half. I understand that, but if you look I at mean, the lap times, when he though, decided, like, look, it's time to drop the hammer. Fuck this, I'm done. But his lap times, though, still when Jay Coop's best lap times, yeah. like he, they weren't there. Yeah, like Jay Coop, and this is once again coming from someone that would much rather see Jet win this title. If we're talking about those two, I'm just, I felt like up until Millville, Jet, he was just his speed was better than than Jay Coop's, and yep. it was obvious. But I'm here to tell you, man. And if you've noticed, though, and they even talked about it, GL talked about it a little bit in the off-cambers, like, Jay Coop is slowly, his technique is changing a little bit. I've been noticing him is riding more with his lower body. He's on the balls of his feet. He's standing more, weighting the pegs through corners. Where his body positioning under braking, it's changing, even the practice videos. Like, he's, he's slowly changing his technique a little bit, and it's helping. Man, I don't, I don't know. If you tell me that this is going to come down to the last moto at Hangtown, and... You're going to tell me that they're going to start together and they're both at their best. I think it's a toss up at this point. Yep. Because, like I said, don't get me wrong, Jet second moto at Unadilla was freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But Jay Coop's first two motos these last two rounds have been just as good. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's no way I would have thought that that first moto at Unadilla, Jay Coop would have dropped Jet. Like, if you mm-hmm. told me they're starting together, be like, a Jet's going to pass him on lap five and walk him. Yeah. No, it was the other way around. He got walked. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the first moto at Bud. So, I mean, dude, if I'm being honest with you, I really don't know who, who I favor. Because, because the problem, is, the thing is, is that, so, Jay Coop, I think that he, he needs to tone it down a little bit halfway into these first motos. Because it's clear that he is not, like, he's fading the second motos. Especially yesterday. And it's going to be even worse at Ironman this coming weekend. Because it's going to be hot from what it looks like. Oh boy! Yeah, it's gonna be hot. So it's gonna be really. I'm excited. Yeah, so am I. It's gonna be interesting. Like it's it's gonna be in the 90s, and it's gonna be hotter than buds. It's just buds was had more humidity. Um, so the thing is, is that even though you would say the momentum is going to Jet because he's actually gaining points on Jay Coop, mm-hmm. but it's like Jay Coop's saving grace is is he's winning these first motos. So think think how crazy this is, and it's it's basic math. Jet Jet is taking one point at a time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get down to the last round, and it's going to be one point. I don't, I don't know who, who 
who's going to win between the two? Like, I don't. I mean, if 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 it follows the same way that we we're doing right now, it's going to be Jet because it's going to be Jet because in that second moto he's going to do it. But. but here's the thing, though: if Jay, if they can figure out with Jay Coop, like, hey, dude, back it down a little bit in these first motos. You don't need to win by this much because it's clear it's affecting you in the second motos. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If he can figure that out, and he's going to have to because that's what he's going to have to do to win this title. Dude, this this is gonna be the first time in a long time. The second moto, the last moto, it's literally all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Like it's for the title. You beat so and so, you win the ship. Yep. I'm I'm actually really excited right now because we haven't we know that Dylan, unless something crazy happens, winning this 450 title mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. And I'm not talking mathematically. I'm literally talking it's win or don't win the title. The title is coming down to the last moto, and it's you have to beat this guy to win the title. Mm-hmm. Dude, how it's going to be fucking nuts because we know they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But here's the unfortunate thing. Jet has Hunter. I know. And this is not, I'm not, I'm not talking about Hunter, the way he's performing. He's got one dude. Mm-hmm. Jay Coop has two dudes, but the problem is, is that one of them is not on the same equipment. And the other one is J-Mart, who doesn't fucking do anything for anybody else other than himself. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to get some, like, pinball situation where somebody's getting their front end sawed off? Probably. Dude, I am. I really hope it just goes this way all the way down to the last round of Hangtown. I, I am so... I'm going to be amped for that moto if this is what it comes down to. Because, like I said, if you follow what the last four, ra- or the last four motos have gone, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to come down to. It's literally going to be one point yep. at the final moto of the year. And I know that the the thought of that happening, like it playing out that way, like is kind of a pipe dream because it just doesn't seem like it. But dude, can you also imagine the nerves? Like even for Jet, like I know mm-hmm. that he's he's Jet, he's cool. He doesn't. If you tell him, dude, it you you just have to beat him. Like that's all you have to do. You just beat him. They're both gonna be nervous as fuck. There's no way that you're gonna sit there and tell me that they're not gonna be nervous. Mm-hmm. Like that's. But it's like that's what you live for. Like you live for these moments. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who I give the nod to because, like you said, if it follows the what has happened, it's Jet. But it's like if Jay Coop can realize, hey, dude, tone it down a little bit halfway to those first motos where he has the endurance for the second moto, it's going to be a war because I think it's going to literally come down to who is willing to take the other one out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's making me excited, though. Got a lot of money going on Jet at that point. But do you really, though? Yeah. But, but why? I'm not saying that I say to that, that Whiskey Throttle podcast. No, I haven't had the time. Got a lot of money riding on Jet. Why? They've been through a lot of shit. Well, yeah, of course they have. I, I, no, I know that. I, I, I've heard the snippets of what it was talked about. I understand that. But once again, though, I don't, I'm not saying that Jay Coop is better at playing those games because I don't think either of them are. But it's like neither of them in their life have been in a situation where it's either you beat the fucking guy or you don't win the title. Mm-hmm. I know that Jay Coop just won a Supercross title, but, dude, he didn't have to, do, he didn't have to win. So it's like, dude, is it going to be a Zach Osborne, Joey Savacci thing where both of them just crumble and like the other one just who had the less of worst moto races mm-hmm. in Vegas? Because I'm going to be real honest with you. I know that Jet, he's still young, obviously. Jay Coop is, te- is young too, but obviously he's quite a bit older than Jet. But they're still kids. Mm-hmm. And like mentally, they have never been in a situation like that before. I don't really know who I'm going to say in that situation is mentally tougher. You would say that Jet mentally because he just has this loose, relaxed attitude. But once again, he's never won a championship as a professional. One point, and you all you got to do is beat the dude. 
Like, that's a lot to put on a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Once again, though, Jake Hoop, same thing. We know he's kind of mentally blah, blah, all over the place. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's making me really excited, though, because that last moto is going to be intense. You ready for our next guess? Sure. Let's go for it. Next guess brought to you by Alias Sport. Alias Sport Pain Balm slash CBD oil. Chill oil. That's what they call it. The one, the only, privateer hero, Kyle Chisholm here. Let's get Kyle on the phone. It was, I think, about as smooth as I could do that. Didn't go great, but it was as smooth as I could do it. Hello. Kyle Chisholm, how are we doing, bud? Welcome to the Moto I'm, Aftermath Show. I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, thanks man. For having, thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for taking some time. I know you're a busy guy trying to be with the fam here and stuff, so... We won't yeah, uh, no won't take too much time here, but uh, man, great day at Bud's yesterday, bro. Did very well for me in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No, it was good. I, I had fun. Um, I always like that track. I was like I said, that's why I wanted to you know try to fit that one in if I could. Yep. So uh, I have fun there, enjoy it, and obviously that makes it like easier to do good if you want. You know, it's never easy, obviously. And just because you like a track doesn't mean like you're automatically going to do good. But you know, you kind of have good vibes and good feel about it and enjoy it. it. If you're having more fun, it's easier to do good, you know, whatever and stuff like that. So, but uh, it, but with that said, it's hard to just jump in and race with these guys, you know, when they've been racing all year or all summer, you know, and, and doing this. And I've been riding, you know, here and there. And and uh, but even that, even if I was training my butt off for you know two months. It's not the same as racing, so it's it's not easy to just jump in and, and race with those guys at that pace when they're you know they're they're pretty dialed in at that at this point in the season. So, um, but yeah, no, I like the track. I just want to go have fun. If I did bad, who cares? It's not like I'm there to you know try to get a ride or something. You know, I'm there because I want to be there and just have fun and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I enjoy that place and had some fun and had a pretty good result. Well, you've got way more commitment than me because I went to Redbud yesterday and it's Jesus. hot as fuck up here too. And I raced <laughs> yep. one. I did my practice in the morning and did one moto and went home because it was yeah, way too you're, hot. You're soft, man. Yeah, you're it soft. is hot. Uh, it was it was it was hot this weekend at Buds too. And then like I got back, I flew back this morning and like I was just outside today, like this afternoon. Oh, I'm in Florida and I'm like, oh, at least we're gonna have to race in this because if people <laughs> thought it was hot, and I thought it was hot too. It was it was hot. Yeah. I'm like, if they thought. It was hot there, then good thing they're not, you know, here racing, which we've raced here obviously before, you know, like WW and, yeah, up in Jacksonville and stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's another level. But that makes it tough too, because like trying to train and ride during the week, you know, trying to put in your time, but then it's easy to kind of, you know, wear yourself out before the weekend even starts. Yep. So that's a good balance you got to kind of learn and just kind of, you know, pay attention to your body and, and stuff like that. So something I've had to deal with throughout my career you know and kind of learn as you go and be like oh yep overdid it this week should have done that and you kind of suffer the consequences and you know okay you hopefully you learn from it and don't do it again next time so it's uh, it's easy to do that being in the heat all the time but if you're smart about it you know and and kind of proactive and ready for it it can kind of be your advantage too when you get there because if other guys are suffering from the heat and you're prepared with it and used to it it can be good you know if you're not worn out before you start yeah. You get there, so. Well, and I'm sure yeah. with you being a 30 something now, much like I am, uh, <laughs> you've had to adjust your training in your 
older age, we'll call it, because uh, <laughs> I know uh, over here, even though I'm not anywhere close to a pro athlete like you guys are, I have had to adjust my training because of being 32 going on 33, I do not recover the same as I used to when I was 24, 25. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm 33. I'll be 34 later this year. So uh, definitely recovery is a little bit slower or whatever, but um, it's all give and take. Like there's so much, I feel like I'm so much smarter about my training though, that even when I did recover better, you know, say 10 years ago, I maybe I wasn't training as smart. I didn't know as much, mm-hmm. you know, back then. And even so, like you can surround yourself with the best people that maybe do know whatever, but they're not you. They're not your body. It's hard to, you know, you really got to know yourself and what works for you and what doesn't. And that, a lot of that just comes with experience, you know, trial and error and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if there's an easy solution to just hire somebody and say, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll have it. You know, obviously there's good trainers, obviously, that can help tremendously. But still, your body is you. You know, everybody's different and got to listen to it. So, yeah, recovery, though, is not, not what it used to be. Um, but like I said, you just got to learn and adjust as you go and, and I've been, I, fortunately for me, I enjoy like the training and the, all the work that goes into being able to race at that level. Like obviously you have to have the, the motivation and the talent and the work ethic. You have to have everything to be able to go compete at that level. Cause there's a lot of really talented guys that are good on their bike, but maybe they don't want to go pound out, you know, 30 minute plus two motos and finish at a good spot. You know, just, there's just a whole package that has to go with it to do good at that discipline, like at a outdoor motocross race. So, um, I enjoy that part of it, the training, the, the training on the bike, the training off the bike, the mental, you know, state you have to be in to like, you know, to, to be there and do it and want to do it. And, uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, I enjoy kind of all aspects of it. As I've gotten older in my career, I've kind of learned to stuff that maybe was like, still isn't maybe the, there's some stuff. It's not all fun, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that, but you kind of what you learn to the stuff that eh, it's not that fun, but all these other parts of it are, and it's worth it to go through this part that's not that fun to get to the other side that is fun, you know whatever. So you kind of learn to just enjoy the bad parts, you know, because it's you know no job in the world is going to be perfect. So it's like you kind of learn to embrace and enjoy the the not so fun parts because in the big picture it's all part of it you whatever so um yeah no it's 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 tough it's a it's a big thing to just compete at that at that level and and all that but i guess i think that's why i'm able to kind of just jump in and do it because experience and then just enjoying you know what what it takes to do that so Mm -hmm. that's what that's what kind of makes it fun for me yeah before we go too much farther i do have my co-host here with me tonight justin justin say hi how's it going Chiz? what's going on I'm sure he's got a bunch of questions because he was all fired up the other day that he was not on board when I interviewed you the first time. He's like, bro, I wanted to be on. So I just want yeah, I just want to be part of it. Fire away, bro. I don't have a bunch of fire away. I don't have a bunch of of questions lined up. I was just like say I'd have been like to be in on it to ask, you know, talk about some of the stuff you guys talked about. You know, the yeah. stew thing is always cool to me. Talk about him. Come on. The stew thing is always cool to me. Like what you guys <laughs> talked about, you know. Well, like I told Travis, you know, the when you were talking about riding at stews, like the average person that would have listened to that, like Travis made the comment, oh, when you said you were riding to Stu's house, like people were like, what? The co- seven compound? But then I was like, yeah. well, like, you know, he grew up around James. Like he's known that family his entire life, you know, this and that. You know, like it's not, 
it's not that crazy. Like you said, you probably put more laps there than anybody else other than them. Yeah. You know, and the, and I just met when you said that the average fan would be like, Oh, that's crazy. But then it's like, well, no, it's not really that crazy. Like he's, he's been doing that his whole entire life. So like, I thought that that was a really good part of the interview because, you know, yeah, it probably did blow the average fan's mind. Like, Oh no, there's no way. Like, that's crazy that he's riding there. But like you said, you know, you've grew up around James, like you've known that family your yeah. entire life. So I just meant that that was a really cool part of the interview because most people probably didn't actually know that about you. Yeah. And that's something even too, like just in the last, you know, year, you know, years, you know, recent years that I've just, you know, been like, again, I'm, obviously the old guy out there racing so i just kind of you kind of just not that you have to like change your perspective but your perspective just kind of changes on some things and like that's one that the fact that i get to go there and ride and and be there is a huge thing that people would like you know maybe do anything to just get a chance to go there once you know whatever so and for me i've been there since day one since they you know before when they were building a track there yeah you know whatever me and james rode together since you know mini bike days you know before they ever had a, a track of their own and stuff like that so for me on one hand it's like oh well it's it's not that it's not cool but it's like it's nothing special because like it's just normal for me but but then like i said as i've gotten older and perspective changes a little bit you're like man that's really cool that i get to be here you know because look at how many people in the world would love to just be able to even just be there and see it yep you know whatever so um something i'm thankful for obviously and they're a great family great friends uh, Malcolm, like I said, they're they're like you know Malcolm's like a little brother to me, you know whatever. So um, obviously James isn't out there really riding much anymore, but um, we grew up together, you know you know pretty much best friends growing up, and um, I based, that was like a second home to me, you know I'd be living there half the time, we'd be training together and, and riding and stuff like that. So no, it's a it's an awesome place that I get to go to, and uh, that's like I said, that's kind of my view on it now is the fact that I get to go there. It's not, you know, not taken for granted. So, um, yeah, and just just enjoying it, enjoying racing and, and kind of where I'm at. Well, not, not to go too far into the stew compound thing. How gnarly are those jumps out there, though? It's not that bad anymore, honestly. Like, it's like a good super mini kid would jump everything, you know, on the outdoor track for the most part. So okay. it, back in the day, though, you know, back in, when James was full outdoors <laughs> and all that, it was like freestyle you know, freestyle doubles everywhere. <laughs> um, rough though too, and just big jumps everywhere. There was like jumps when I was on a two fifty, you know, two fifty F, that were like, if it wasn't like perfect conditions, I couldn't even jump them. You know, whatever that they were that big. Hmm. So um, there was some big, big jumps um, at certain points for sure. But uh, nowadays, it's it's a pretty, it's just a really good, fun, you know, outdoor track. Um, there's there's some big jumps, but nothing like super gnarly like. The biggest jump is like a single table. So, like, it's got a nice big landing. You have, hmm. you know, 50 feet to go long or short, and you're fine. Where before it would be like a double, and it's like, if you're, you know, five or 10 feet long or short, you're, you know, pretty much screwed. And we're talking like a 100 foot double. That's like a freestyle jump, hmm. you know, whatever. So, yeah. Um, it, there was some big ones in the day, but um, nothing crazy now. But it's a, it's a good training track. It's rough. There's, there's still quite a few jumps, but nothing crazy, you know, whatever. That hmm. not not too crazy these days. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, you see it on you see it on the YouTube videos, and you're just like, man, those things look massive. Yeah. So no, no they're not small. They're not small still by any means, but they're just not 
not as gnarly as it used to be, hmm. you know, whatever. So yeah. not to keep going on the stew thing, but oh Travis, God, did you, go. did you, did you know <laughs> that, that Chiz was teammates with Stu at one time? Do you, do you remember that? Was that on a uh, uh, Yamaha? Yeah. Was that for uh, what was it? Um, JGR? Sam Manuel. Sam yeah. Manuel. Sam Manuel. The yeah. Sam Manuel yeah. experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And also, did you know yeah. that there's a, I don't know how much Chiz likes to talk about this, but did you also know that there was a famous incident with Chiz and, and Chad Reed? <laughs> no, that I don't yeah. know about. I mean, I might. I mean, I imagine if you, you probably talked about this a lot in your career. Maybe you haven't. Like, ha- have you? Yeah, no, I have. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you not like talking about that or? Uh, no, I don't mind. I, at, what, back then. I was kind of like, yeah, 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 I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But no, yeah, like, so when we were teammates, Chad and James were battling the championship. And uh, just to give, like, a quick summary of it. So um, Chad and James were battling for the championship. And it was, like, I don't know, three or four rounds from the end at Salt Lake City. And um, they were, I was getting laughed, like, right at the end of the race. And getting laughed, but provided is my rookie year on a 450. Um, obviously, good opportunity on a good team, stuff like that. And I was battling. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look, but um, I was like maybe 12th in points, something like that, 12, 13. You know, rookie year, 450. I only ever raced two years at Supercross on a 250, and I was still pretty young to move up to a 450 and have that opportunity. But um, anyways, yeah, I was I was in a battle for like, I don't know, 12th or 13th that night, and like in points, me and, I forget, it might have been like Paul Carpenter were battling um, that night. And, and in points and some other guys. And uh, I was getting laughed and, you know, James went by and then like a few turns later, Chad was going by and we were like opposite rhythms in a rhythm section. And uh, I had like went step on step off into the turn and I kind of ran Chad a little bit high and obviously being teammates with James, they were battling, you know, they were pretty heated multiple times throughout the year, you know, James and, and Chad just getting into it and not fights, but yelling at each other, hands <laughs> on each other. At certain points, so it was a pretty heated, fun year to watch. You know, like as a fan, you know, whatever. But, anyways, I'm in, I'm in a battle of my own that night and championship wise. You know, I'm trying to fight for a, a ride again the next year. And uh, so James went by, and a couple turns later, Chad was going by, and I kind of ran him a little bit high and started, not on purpose. Like I said, I went step on step off, and it was like a wet, wasn't muddy, but it had rained, and the dirt was super slick and hard back. And I kind of slid up into the turn. If you watch video. I'm literally, my brakes are locked up, rear wheels locked up. If I would have just got off the brakes, I would have T-boned him and taken him out. But, you know, people tried to say I was trying to take him out, you know, whatever. And I actually crashed trying to not take him out. And I don't even think we even bumped at all. His lap time was no, no slower than what it was. Um, I actually crashed on the brakes trying to not hit him. And uh, so it got, like, construed that I was trying to take him out. They black flagged me, you know, disqualified me from the race didn't let me race the last two races, you know, and all this stuff. It was like this big deal. And I'm like, I'm literally, brakes are locked up to avoid hitting him. I crashed. He didn't crash. You know, it was just this big thing. Um, and it was just, it sucked. Obviously, if it was anybody else other than James's teammate, nothing would have been said about it other than, oh, that idiot, you know, almost got in the way, you know, whatever. And uh, it just sucked. It was a crappy position to be in and kind of just, got blown out of proportion for what it was, but it is what it is. You know, people talked about it and people still talk about it. And fast forward like a year after that, um, I was riding with Chad at his compound <laughs> for the next, from 2011 until he just sold it, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, for almost 10 years, I was there riding with Chad, good friends with him still, you know, whatever. So, 
Um, he was super cool about it, you know, and understanding and everything. And it was basically nothing, but just got really blown out of proportion, you know, in that time and that in those few weeks and, you know, just that point in time. And like I said, it was just kind of crappy situation. And it was bad for me. It cost me a lot of money, cost me a ride the next year, basically, um, without technically, but basically everyone's like, oh, we're not going to deal with him. You know, that happened. That's like a bad, you know, bad thing. That really was nothing, but Thanks just a lot, the way it was all handled, it just sucked. Well, yeah. The, the reason so, why the reason yeah. why I bring that up, Chiz, I wasn't trying to like bring up like old memories. I wanted like for people that don't know the story to hear your side. That's why yeah. I asked like if it was a sore subject because I was thinking the same thing. I remember watching that race that night and then like yeah. hearing all the things later on, like oh, like him and him and James, you know, not only the teammates, they're good friends. Like Chiz did that purposely, yeah. and I'm like, are you guys stupid? Like, I understand yeah. he was being lapped, but once again, like you said, rookie year, you're battling for yeah. a ride. You're doing your own thing. You're having a great season as a rookie, especially that year with how stacked the class was. And then it's yeah. like, why would he purposely take his own, like, take a chance of what everything that you went through anyways yeah. just to get into it with Chad? It's like, that's the reason yeah. why I brought that up because, like, anybody that doesn't know the story because it's like, why – why would he do? Oh yeah, like what was the other shit? People were like, oh yeah, yeah. they they talked about it before the race, and I'm like, y'all are gonna, <laughs> yeah. like really? You you it's, actually think that was planned? It's not that easy. Yeah, it's not that easy to just go take. So like, I'm gonna take that guy out and go take him out, especially when those when it's those guys that are that fast. You know, it's easy for a really fast guy to take out a slower guy because you can you can do whatever you want to him, right? But like, if somebody's that fast, it's not that easy to get any chance to even take them out if you wanted to. And my biggest thing, and even my arguments like the AMA, if I am like, the, obviously we like literally reviewed tape with them and all stuff. And I'm like literally watching like all these angles. I'm like, you can literally see my back wheel is completely locked up on the brakes, you know, going into the turn as he's like going around me. And literally if I wanted to literally just T-bone him over the, over the berm, I could have just let go of the brakes. Not even hit the gas, just let go of the brakes. And I literally was so locked up, went by, I kind of clipped his back wheel and fell over, you know, over on, onto my high side, like trying to not to, you know, not take him out, you know, whatever. So it was just, like I said, it was a crappy position. If it was anybody other than James's friend and teammate, it wouldn't have been anything other than maybe like, oh, that freaking lapper kind of got in the way, like, oh, idiot, you know, whatever. But other than that, it would have been like nothing. But it just, like I said, they had a really heated year. Uh, battling all you know all year and oh yeah and then me being his teammate it just feels like a perfect storm of something to be something nothing to be created you know out you know there was nothing it was just kind of something that got created and and rightfully so i mean i can see where people would come off like that but if you really look at the details and look at again i guess just hear my perspective of it and then look at the tape it's you know it could be it, you could view it that way too other than james's teammate getting in chat's way or taking him out or something so the yeah the, but it's is what it is at this point it feels like a lifetime ago like i said and being like good friends with chad um for so long now and riding with him and training with him a bunch too it's it's just kind of like uh it's something that, that at this point i don't mind talking about because i can look back and be like it sucked it was a stupid thing it sucked to be in that position and it is what it is and can't change it now obviously but that's what it was and that's what happened and um and i was again young and just bad place bad time bad that i was the, that person's teammate and just all that and it is what it is i was 20 gosh i don't know i was probably 21 22 years old on a 450 rookie year on a factory team and 
you know, never even been on a factory team. I raised more supercrosses that year than I had my whole career combined, you know, because I only did two years on the 250, and I was hurt one of the years, you know, mm. for, for most of the season. So not a lot of experience in supercross and trying to learn and still having a decent year and, and trying to, you know, you know how it is every time we're out there, you've got to prove yourself. So it's like not 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 easy, especially at that point in my career. But like I said, it's so long ago that I can look back at it now and be like, you know, you just learn from it, you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> the crazy thing about that is, is what was it? I think it was uh, two years later, whatever it was that uh, a kid that I grew up racing with, Kyle Regal, when he was James's teammate, I was like, Kyle had yeah. more run-ins with more people, and I'm pretty sure he also had yeah. a run-in with Chad. <laughs> it was the very next year, I think. Or no, it was two years later. Huh? No, I don't remember. It was either the next year or the year after. Yeah, you're you're right. One of those years. But yeah, no, that yeah, same same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He so. he had so many run-ins with so many people, and then like I said, funny that you know, run in with Chad once again. James and Chad battling for a title, and Kyle has a yeah. run in with Chad, and I'm like, oh, now people are just going to start to think that all of James's teammates just hate Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they just had such a ri- rivalry. You know what I mean? Through the years, I think. Anything like that that people could like pick at, it's like, oh, that that's something. You know, they kind of just try to make something out of out of nothing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, yeah it so happens. Just, what do you what do you do in the off season here? Like in between Supercross and then Super. Yeah, if you say golf, I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> I like golf. I really don't get to do it nearly as much as I would like to, with two kids and everything going on in life. But yeah. I would like to golf more if I could. But. Um, you guys mean like like let's say from like outdoors like until Supercross? Well, uh, well, I'm just saying. When, so like, okay, you you race the entire Supercross series, or you know as much of it as you possibly can, and then like yeah. in the summer, like yeah, you're doing select outdoors, but it's not like you're out there grinding day in and day out to to get ready for moto. You're, I mean, yeah. you obviously are taking some time off. You're not quite on the Brayton program yet, but you're, uh, you know, you're not uh, you're not full blown outdoor guy. So I mean, like. Do you have what do you do for I guess what do you do for money during the summer like outside well, of race a couple nationals and hopefully do pretty decent? Uh, well, first part of that is I, my plan has been like not purposely to copy him, but that's kind of like the path I've been kind of going towards mm-hmm. is the Brayton kind of path or whatever you want to call it. But the problem with me is I get bored too quick <laughs> and I like racing and like I said I like the training I like all that and I'm like. I gotta go do. I gotta go. What, what race am I doing? I gotta go do one. You know whatever. I, I'm a fan, just as much as I am a professional racer. You know, it's my job. And I'm watching at home, and I'm like, okay, I'm get all excited, just like you guys, to watch you know the outdoor on TV. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at the schedule now. Which one am I gonna do? <laughs> like literally, that's what, even this year. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing any. This year would be so easy because like last year I just did WW because it was a weird year. Everything was super late. WW's in Florida. You know, it was close. And it was so late in the year. I'm like, I'm riding anyways at this point. I took a couple months off. I was back riding. And it was already September. And I'm like, ah, I might as well go race. So I did it. You know, it's close by. But this year, there's nothing close to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I literally said this year, I'm like, we had a good Supercross year. You know, whatever. Um, there's nothing even close. I'm not doing outdoors this year. I've said that the last two years. I still ended up doing a couple outdoors. I said this year, I'm not doing anything because it doesn't make sense. You know, there's nothing even close. Mm-hmm. And I literally watched, what, Paula, first one. <laughs> and I'm like, literally at that point, I'm like, I already knew. I'm like, okay, Southwick's back on the schedule. I'd like to try to hit that one. Literally, I watched Paula, and I'm like, okay, how can I make it work to do Southwick? What do I got to do? <laughs> and I wasn't riding. I took like a month off, you know, whatever. 
And I'm like, okay, how do I make South Park work? How can I do it? And I like just kind of looked into it and whatever. And then I, uh, probably a week or two before, I'm like, okay, it's possible, but I still got some things to figure out. Then I didn't even know that I was going to be able to until like like the Tuesday before. So that's you guys that kind of know how that one went. And after that, I'm like, ooh, okay, that was fun. But I really didn't do that good. I could have done way better. Crashed both motos. Just crappy stuff happened. I literally rode, I think, six times since Supercross before then. And I'm like, well, I want to ride for like at least a week or two and then go try another one. Butts Creek looks fun. I like that one. Let's try to do that one. So I'm trying to do the Brighton, the Brighton program, if you want to call it that. But I just like to race and I get bored too quick. I need to, I'm a busy body mm. and I just get bored. So that's that part of it. Second part of what you said is like, what do I do for money? Well, it's not race outdoors because <laughs> you don't make money racing outdoors. Oh, yeah, boy. Unfortunately, oh, boy. it's not good. No. Um, side, side, but, note, side note, you go yeah. 11, 13 for 11th. What is, what is the payout for that? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look, honestly. <laughs> not good. Um, not what he deserves. Well, we went over this the first time. If he got like 21st overall, it was like 700 bucks. I got bucks. 700 bucks. So I probably, made ni- I probably made 900 bucks getting 11th oh, instead of 20th. Anyway, back, it's, it's literally, back to the, but, back to the main, main segment No, here. but honestly, like we don't make early money from the track. But like Alias has done this awesome thing with me. Um, like giving me all the sales from like say the day before Southwick, yep. the day before Butts Creek That's awesome. that they did. Um, that helped me a ton. I made a, made a couple grand, you know, a few grand with that. Um, I say made, but I still spent, you know, 1500 bucks to get there yep. and do it. So, um, and for those that like listen and don't totally get it cause they're, you know, no offense to them, but like, it's not like, let's just say I make, I profit like two grand. Let's just say I could do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, a lot of people look at it like, well, dude, it's only one day. Like you just got to race for 30 <laughs> minutes twice and you make two grand. Like <laughs> I wish I could do that, but it's not like, that's like, I'm gone for almost three days. You know, I'm like, you're, I trained for two weeks coming up to it. I spent however much money to ride at facilities, going to ride, wear and tear on my bike. This is not even counting like my time. I just say, I want to pay myself hourly. Like it's weeks of work in risk of what I do and it's not guaranteed that I'm going to make even two grand. So it's like, it's not, you're not getting rich obviously doing it. So even if I say I made two grand racing outdoors, it's like, well, dude, that's pretty good. But like it is, but it's also like not that great either. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So like normal people could go work for two or three weeks and sit behind a desk and safe and whatever and have no risk and make two grand, mm-hmm. you know, whatever in a couple weeks. So it's like, not that glorious, but I love it. I can't do it forever. I would like to go do it while I can do it and while I enjoy doing it. So, um, so yeah, honestly, like back to the original part of your question is I try to be smart with my money. I'm able to make a decent living for, you know, six months, you mm-hmm. know, doing super cross. My wife does well with what she's got going on and just kind of set myself up to, to be able to take a few months off kind of hang out with my kids and hang out at home and kind of have a little bit of a normal life, you know, for a few months mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I've tried to do these last couple of years and kind of, kind of do it that way. You know what I heard for that answer? What? He's got himself a sugar mama. Oh boy. Oh boy. So my question to that is talking about the Brayton route, have you got an idea like of what <laughs> off season races you're going to try to do? Like if you, 
I mean, I know that once again, with everything going on in the world right now, it's hard to even think about stuff like that. But like, have you thought about like trying to do the Paris? Like, are you going to try to do Paris? That's what I was going to tell you. Is well, you tell me which ones there are because I would like to do pretty much all of them. There's like, it's hard. There's like hardly anything going on because of all the COVID stuff, especially mm-hmm. overseas. That's you know even worse than here. So I know there's the Paris one. I've talked to like Eric Bernard. He's one of the people in charge, you know, yep. of that race. And um, it's hard though because just all the restrictions to get there, and for them, I'm sure it's hard for them to, you know, to just put things together. So I'm on their list of people to potentially do it. Obviously, they have a really good list of good riders that are already, you know, pretty much committed. Yep. So they're trying to get me in to do it. I would love to do it, um, but nothing for sure. So yeah, nothing, nothing for certain. Um, I've said it the last couple of years and just been super busy and not really gotten to do it. But one thing I really want to do, if especially if I'm not doing a lot of off-season races, is in between my kind of tra- training and preparing for Supercross, I really would like to get out and do some more schools and uh, like riding classes and stuff like that with people. Mm, yep. Maybe around the country, you know, maybe travel, do do some schools here and there. Um, just kind of give back and um, kind of something I've always kind of passionate about i like helping people and and stuff like that so that's kind of one route i would really like to start kind of going is just you know kind of doing some riding schools and stuff like that some camps and you know things like that and uh i love the i love traveling i love to go to you know california texas uh freaking michigan wherever you know what i mean georgia florida obviously like traveling and do some riding schools here and there and and stuff like that. So have you talked that's to something I would like to do kind of in the, in the off season, maybe and, and do if I'm not, if I'm not racing as much. Have you talked to AJ about that? Cause he does really well with that stuff. So no, he does awesome. Yeah. He does awesome for, for, you know, kind of what he's kind of built, um, on his little program. It's, it's awesome what he does. So something similar, you know, along those lines. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously not going to, not to copy exactly, but there's only so much you can really do anyways, but yeah, something more along the lines of like what he has going on. Um, I've always just been bad. Like I could show you guys like notes in my phone from like literally like three or four years ago of like full class schedules and breakdowns of how I would do it, what we'd work on from this time to this time and how it would go and all these ideas to make it really cool from years ago. Um, I've just not actually sat down and, and put the wheels in motion and kind of done it. But something I really want to do, it's just been hard being busy with kids and oh, yeah. houses the last couple of years. And just kind of that transition of like going from full-time racer to part-time racer, you know, only doing supercross and some outdoors. So mm-hmm. um, that is something that I, that I would like to do. I'm going to try to implement, you know, maybe this year and, and uh, later this year and, and see what kind of happens. We, uh, I would say we're, we're pretty close with Coach Rob, too, and he does a lot of these yep. training schools. So we could put you in contact with him if you haven't talked to him either because he's always so, looking for people. Yeah, so I actually trained with him like my rookie year. Oh, uh, really? Racing. Awesome. You're talking about Rob Beams. Yeah, right? yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was my trainer for my first two years um, as a pro. And he's in Orlando, yep. not too far from me. Yep. And uh, I actually trained with him. I know Rob really well. Um, he's an awesome, awesome guy, awesome trainer. Oh, and yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. I learned a lot from him. So, but that's, that's what I mean. And even if I do my own thing, like, like you said, AJ with Rob, like, there, that's, I'd love to like collaborate with them you know, here and there and do stuff together. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's awesome. They're good people and, and definitely something I could see myself doing, you know, with, with, the, with people like that. So yeah, no, he's an awesome, awesome 
bit of knowledge and especially off the bike stuff, just the training and nutrition side of it. He's super smart, you know, whatever. So, oh, yeah. um, I learned a lot, lot from him with, with all that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. so before we forget the reason we have you on the show here, obviously is to help promote the, uh, the, uh, alias sport deal that you've got going on here. Um, and I know we talked about it when I talked to you on Tuesday, uh, but we have another date coming up. Obviously, you're going to Ironman this weekend here to race again. Uh, so Alias Sports gonna gonna back you again and do uh, the Friday before here sale, where all the all the proceeds are going to you to help get you to the race. Um, yep. So yeah. So what we I think I saw something on Instagram or something. We did pretty good this week, didn't we? Yeah. No, it was good. It was a big help again. So like definitely like huge thanks to everybody like supporting that. And what they're doing, I know, uh, Mike, you know, the owner of, of, of Alias, like just, he, he like is so passionate about the sport and <laughs> wants to just give back and help, you know, I mean, for him to do things like this. Now, obviously, first of all, for all of, like fans, there's everybody to support, you know, buying and purchasing that day to help support me going racing is huge. Like, I'm so thankful and appreciative of that from like all the listeners, everybody that, that, uh, that bought and was a part of that. But then same with, with Mike to even like allow that, you know, he doesn't have to do that or anything like that. So for him to provide that platform to do it as well, just kind of shows where his heart is and just his passion, wanting to help and kind of where he's coming from with it. So huge thanks to him um, as well, just for, you know, even pro- you know, providing that opportunity for me mm-hmm. to uh, be able, you know, for all of us, for him, for me, for fans, people that want to support it. It's just an awesome thing that, it's just a win, win, win for everybody, you know, whatever is what we kind of felt like. So, you know, huge thanks to him for, for doing that. And yeah, we're looking to do it again uh, this Friday for Ironman. I'm going to two races back to back, you know, awesome for me. I'm looking forward to it. I love that place too. So, uh, yeah, we talked and we're like, Hey, let's do Butch Creek and see how it goes. And maybe we'll do it for Ironman too. So, uh, yeah, Butch Creek was awesome again. Southwick was great. And we're looking to do it again this weekend. Or, sorry, this Friday for this weekend for iron man so um i think what is it the 27th yes uh this friday yeah. um they'll do it again all the sales are going to help me with uh getting me to iron man so like like we've talked about it's not cheap to go racing and get everything there and the travel logistics sign up race fuel the parts everything that goes into it and uh and like we said you don't unfortunately don't make a bunch of money even if you do really well and uh so things like this with alias stepping up and doing this thing and all of you guys supporting it. Um, that's what, you know, makes it worth my time. You know, I love it, but I do have a family. I do have life also. And it's like, it's hard to go, to go spend my own money to go do this, this often. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go do it once or twice, but I, to go train and do it, it, it's just, it's hard to just, you know, make it make sense. So things like this though, it makes it make sense and it makes it fun. Like to get to, work with somebody like Mike and with Alias and then like interact with the fans and them showing the support. It just makes it fun, you know, to, to, to see that support from everybody and to everybody wanting to help and do it. It's just, it's awesome. That's what makes, that makes it before I even get there and even race, even if I have a crappy day racing and don't do decent, like what I did this weekend, that makes it awesome. You know, whatever, like that makes it worth it to me. So I love going out there doing my best for everybody and hoping to go out there and, and people could be like, oh, man, I supported that guy, you know, racing. He got 11th this weekend, and I was a, a part of him, you know, being there. Mm-hmm. That, for me, having people come up, meeting him, messages on Instagram, on Twitter, 
like that's what makes it fun for me and like a, a huge part of you know i love it personally but i also love that that aspect of it too mm-hmm. so i really I, I really enjoy it so and authentically like not just saying it so you guys help me like <laughs> i really honestly like that makes it fun for me you know ever being, being able to do things like this like if i'm on a race team and getting paid to be there like that's nice but you don't really get to do these kinds of things yeah so it's awesome that i've you know whatever you want to call it like built my career to where it is and i have this support from sponsors like alias and fans like everyone supporting it like just the whole package like i said it's not not taken for granted it's very appreciative uh i'm very appreciative of it like i said at this point in my career to just kind of have that opportunity is awesome you know regardless of the racing mm-hmm. i just i really do enjoy it so thanks to everybody for supporting us and and what we're doing with it yeah and did i see somewhere too that you have merch out too you have t-shirts or something i yeah so just this week we're trying to get them done hopefully some people can get them for this weekend for iron man um but yeah we just finally got some couple shirts going i'm working on a couple more and some hats and stuff like that just kind of wanted to see how it goes and if people want it and they're buying it i want to keep doing more so um yeah so you gotta go to my wife's uh website she has it set up and she does a bunch of stuff with hers so you go to rebel britney it's rebel and then her name's britney b-r-i-t-n-e-y she always says like britney spears so um <laughs> yeah uh, follow me on instagram twitter I'll, I'll be posting stuff about it but yeah rebelbritney.com there's like a team chiz tab to click on and there's some shirts and stuff that you guys can get so finally i've had so many people for a few years now you know we need t-shirts we need t-shirts so finally got them done and, and got them going and uh get they're getting made right now so hopefully happen for this weekend but yeah go there and get some it supports me and like i said i want to see everybody in the shirts i love it you know i love people you know tagging me that they purchased and waiting on them i want to see everybody wearing them hopefully sign some of the races and you know and see people wearing them that, that's what i i love just seeing the support well, like i said just meeting people the races and stuff like that so yeah go check it out get some and uh yeah i appreciate it well we're gonna need a couple over here so <laughs> yeah yeah for sure hopefully if you get them yeah, done bring we'll them to the race happen. and we'll we'll buy them off you at rep, the race yeah, yeah. wrap them all weekend yep i would say we're uh, i'm hoping i can hoping i can get get some done and bring them with me well i've had people asking so we're, yeah we'll, we're, we're wearing, wearing damn bobby piazza shirts yeah right we're wearing now, some bobby so. p shirts right now <laughs> well, that's so. awesome yeah no that's awesome so. everybody like i said it's for all privateers stuff like that just people don't realize how much every little bit helps and it adds up and stuff like that. So, and, and like I said, just to, aside from like money and support, like just to see the, the support in that way of somebody that wants to wear your shirt and get your shirt and just show the support that way is awesome. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you yeah, know, I, I, I appreciate it. So what, what's the goal for this weekend? Chiz, what's the goal? I would say honestly, the same as what it was this weekend. Like I want to just go do my best and have fun. And I believe my best should be top 15. And I say that like, I think I could get a top 10, the right circumstances. I ride my best. I get good starts. I put myself in good position. Could I get a top 10? Sure. Why not? I think we could, but to say like, Oh, the goal is top 10. Yeah. There's 15 freaking awesome riders again that have been racing all year. Just cause I did good at one race. Doesn't like automatically mean I'm going to go do good again, you know, whatever, or, or do even better doesn't mean i'm just gonna get better every time you know it's not easy all those guys are training the butt off that's all they're doing all summer full focus and they've been racing all of them i've done two 
in the last you know two months so whatever so it's not easy but uh could i get a top 10 sure i i think i could but if i'm top 15 i think i'd be happy with that you know i, I would i be bummed if i got 20th i mean maybe a little bit because i know i can do better but if i did if i did my best and i had fun and i finished 20th hey that's that's all i had that day but if i do my best and i have fun and i get 10th that's great too you whatever so you know that's all i can ask myself you know other day other guys might have their best day too so my best that day might not be my best but for that day that that was mm -hmm. i've kind of learned to just you know take it like that i'm always going to try 100 percent, but it might just not be my best that day you know whatever but you know effort's going to be there always but uh it might not things might not work out so for me i'd love to be top 10 i'd be happy with the top 15 um, but more importantly, just having fun and just doing my best, you know, whatever. So, um, honestly this weekend, I kind of said it like in my post, but on social media, I had fun, but I really didn't ride my best. I would say it was like 85, 90%, like what I'm capable of, you know, just, just how I felt on the bike and just my personal performance. Um, just looking within myself, like I really didn't ride my best. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't my best either. You know, aside from like a results stand, I could have won and rode how I rode and still said, well, I won, but I really didn't ride my best, you know, but I still won. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's was the best it could have been because I could have rode a little bit better, you know, whatever. So um, I'm happy with it. I had an awesome time. I enjoyed it. I rode awesome, but it still wasn't like my best. So um, it doesn't mean I'm like mad about it. It's just like, man, I know I could even do a little bit better, you know, potentially. So go have fun, try again, do it. And, and to be honest, I've learned that it's hard to do your best all the time. Like I said, it's just, it's not possible. You look at like somebody like Tomac, it, you, I know people's like, gosh, he just crushes everybody one moto and then he gets like fifth the next moto. Like, what's up? I guarantee you, he tried 100% both times, but he was just his best that moto where he smoked everybody mm -hmm. you know that's like his potential and that's kind of what i mean like you know it's 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 tough to just everybody at that level is so good and they're all trying to do their best that it's everybody's best doesn't come out all the time and their worst doesn't come out all the time you know at the same time it's it's tough they we're all so close you know whatever so for me to say i was 90 percent, that means i might have been like a half a second a lot quicker you know, on average, if I was a hundred percent, but that half a second at that level might've bumped me up a few positions, you know, whatever. So it's like, it's just, it's tough. There's so many good guys and everybody works their butt off and tries really hard. And you know, that's so like I said, for me, I can control what I do and that's all I can control and just go have fun and do my best. That, that's really all I want to do. So, yeah. um, that's, that's the end goal. So yeah. Sweet. Well, all right, man. We won't take up uh, too much of your time here. So yeah. uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank we you. will, uh, like I yeah. said, we will see you on um, uh, this weekend. Maybe at Friday. Iron Man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Friday. I would say maybe Friday. We've got to pick our stuff up at yeah. a roll call. Yeah, so, so we're going to get down there and try to try to get in and, and talk to some Sweet. people on Friday. So we'll do that. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we'll definitely hit you up after the race on fr or on Saturday and uh, get a, get talk a about, review. Talk about that top ten. Yeah. A real-time review. In person, yeah. on camera, it's going to be great. Chiz is going to yep. chiz. No, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, I'll try. Yeah, and don't forget, everyone, aliasport.com. 
this Friday. It's for a great cause. Go on, buy something, help support Chiz, get into the races, because as we keep preaching on this show, all these privateer guys need help getting to the races. Yes. And we want to yep. do yep. everything we can, whether it's buy merch, do sales like this, whatever. Hell, you want to just hand them 20 bucks when you're going through the pits at the races. It all helps. So, yep. awesome. No, it does. Well, thanks, Chiz. We Thank appreciate so it, much. buddy. Have a great yeah, rest for... of your night. We'll see you next weekend, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'll yeah. see you this weekend. Later. See you. Kyle Chisholm, everyone. Kyle Chisholm. Making moves. God, if we'd have, who would have thought we'd have Kyle Chisholm on here when we started the show five years ago or six years ago or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's wild. But great guy. Chiz is a great guy. He's I... an easy interview, too. Yeah, I mean, he always, I mean, dude, he's he's very articulate. He always has a lot to say. He always really, he always knows what he's talking about. Like, a yep. lot of guys will go off, they'll start off, and then they kind of run out of stuff to talk about and just kind of say the same thing over and over. And, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. He's a veteran. I mean, he turned pro in, I think it was 2005, mm-hmm. you know, 2005? It was 2005 after Loretta's. You know, he's been a pro for 15, 16-plus years or whatever. So, I mean, yep. he's... He's been there, done that, had factory rides, been a privateer, had satellite rides, you know. I mean, he's been there, done that. So yep. he kind of, like he said, the older he's gotten, his, his perspective has changed. And he uh, he just, he knows what he's talking about. And he, I don't know, it's just, it's cool to see a guy like Chiz. I know everybody, you know, math is like, say Chiz is going to Chiz and this and that. But I mean, Chiz, Kyle Chisholm is literally one of the most consistent guys to ever do this. I know he's not winning and stuff like that, and I know people only look at that, but it's like if you look at Chisholm's results, like anytime he's at a race, you know you're going to get 100% from him effort-wise. You know, even if, like he said, he's not feeling 100%, like his effort's going to be there. He uh, And he just always come through, comes through. I mean, he you don't get subpar races from him. You just don't. Nope. You know, so it, it does make me wonder if he had a ride or he had the funds – and he could have taken the whole summer seriously and had the avail like able to do it. I really wonder where he would be at. I really do. If he was on equal equipment to everybody else, I'm not sure he wants to do the whole outdoors. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know for sure. Like, uh, like I said, well, and this weekend too is going to be interesting. You know, I think it's going to help him too because it's going to be hot. It's going to be 95 degrees, so it's just going to be like you know, obviously humidity's not there, but it's going to be hot, just like Florida. Yep. You know, so I think that's going to help him too because I think that we're going to see. I don't. The humidity is not going to be as hot as or bad as it was at Bud's Creek, but I know the overall temperature is mm-hmm. going to be higher. Okay. So I think we're going to see some some melting going on yep. in both classes this weekend. And with Chiz, like you're just not going to get that. So nope. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if he gets a start, I think he can put it in the top ten. I think so too. I, I mean, he I, went eleven thirteen last yeah, week, and so. he worked his way. And like you said, he didn't ride or yesterday. Whatever. He didn't ride his best. He got didn't get great starts. Nope. You know, he worked his way through. So. You know, he was, you know, if you call Cody Shock the number one privateer, like Chiz was the second privateer right behind Shock. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think he can do it. And just like you said, a great interview, great guy. And, you know, got, go to go support. LASport.com. Go support. Yep. It's for a great cause. And like I said, anything helps out. All right. We've been at this for almost three hours. All right. So You're let's ready. just pick a winner's fryer, man. I told you. AP. You seriously stick it by that? Yep. Okay. AP. And uh, I'm going to go with Jet. Okay. I'm going uh, Star Yamaha again. I'm going uh, Jay Martin and Dylan. Okay. Yep. I don't. Uh, no I Justin don't, Cooper, huh? No. I don't think. Okay. I honestly don't think Justin Cooper even wins a moto. I don't think Jet wins a moto. I think that Jay Mart. I think that they had some bike issues that first moto, and mm-hmm. I think everybody was. I think Star as a whole, other than Jay Coop, was having bike issues. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Dylan was able to ride through it. 
Uh, but I think that they were having some chassis issues other than Jay Coop. Hmm. Um, I think that Jay Mart, the second moto, was kind of what we sh- have come to expect out of Jay Mart these last couple nationals. Mm-hmm. And Jay Mart's really good at Crawfordsville. Yeah. He's very good at Crawfordsville. He has good, you know, uh, uh, he's put in better results than not when it comes to Crawfordsville. And like I said, Dylan right now is just, yeah, like on another level. So as much as I'd like to see AP win it, especially close to home, um, I just. I don't think if if Dylan gets a start, I just know he's on his level right now. All right. If it's a mud moto, maybe. Maybe AP. But I don't think it's going to be muddy. I think it's going to be fucking brutal this weekend. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right, everybody. It's been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings, BC Pizza, Premier Custom Trailers. Also, want to thank our normal show sponsors there, Complete Racing Solutions, Alias Sport, uh jt cycle and the dirt bike depot there uh thank them all for being on board thank you guys for tuning in watching listening everything like that if you want to support us lots of links in the description to support us support the sponsors support um the the privateer guys all of it everywhere thanks to chiz Thanks to Darkside for coming on tonight and chatting with us. Really appreciate it. We are going to be at Ironman. Me and Justin will be down there. Um, so if you see us wandering around, feel free to stop us. Say hi. Um, I mean, shoot. Uh, who was that one kid we said that you knew from back in the day? That was at Redbud yesterday? Paul. Lance Owen? No. Oh, what kid? Uh, oh, Jonathan Studer? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't remember your name, dude. I know you told me you watched the show, and I'm terrible with names. So, But, uh, yeah, there was – yeah kid stopped me there and talked to me for about 20 minutes before i left like so so and yeah uh, so if you like i said if you do see us at iron man make sure to stop say hi and also uh what uh, like contrary to justin's resting bitch face we are nice people <laughs> this has been a long weekend man um we're gonna have it's gonna be a little bit special though not only because we're gonna be at iron man but uh you know we're kind of i mean Look for those Moto Aftermath well, show stickers on a want, lot of things. I mean, do you... Yeah. No, we'll put it out. Follow us on Instagram because there may be some big announcements for stickers going on some helmets well, for this weekend. And, and not only that, but like, I mean, I, I imagine he's probably already put it out, but do we just kind of tell him like no. who, who's they, who's they're like making their return this weekend? Oh, I mean, we've been over this a bunch of times. Moran, Kevin Moran. Yeah, but I mean... your hero. Yeah, but like... Coming so, back this weekend. Yeah, 450, right? For, yes. Okay, 450. So the reason why I say that is not only because that cool. Speaking of that, hold on. I got to text him to remember my tires. Okay. Uh, we're kind of going to be, because we're going to be in the pits all weekend. Um, so we're going to be in the pits with him, kind of following him around. Obviously, we're going to be helping out collab with his social media stuff. He's going to be doing his. Obviously, we do collabs. If everybody watched the Redbud stuff, the Instagram on Kev's, uh, Kev's social media, we're going to be following him around, kind of doing a... It may take me six months to get the video out, but we're going to be doing it. Return. Uh, <laughs> kind of following him around. Like I said, we're going to be in the pits. We're going to talk to Chiz, talking to Meshi. Uh, I don't know if Bobby Piazza is going to be there, uh, but we'll try to find him if he's there. Talk to Hubert. Maybe we'll talk to Steve Mathis. Maybe we can talk to Dylan Ferendis. We're going to have a camera out. We're going to be talking to people. We are going to do our normal show after the race on Saturday. We're going to do it more weed show-esque yeah, because we're, we're going to walk around the pits and yeah. try to find people. We're not doing a easy up because this obviously is out of town. And um, But, yeah, so it is going to be a show. It's just going to be a little bit different. But it is going to be a little bit cooler because, like Travis said, possible big announcements on some stickers and stuff. And um, It's going to be a good time, guys. It's going to be... A little bit different than uh, 
what our normal show was and kind of some stuff that we've wanted to do in the past, just haven't had the availability to do it. But now we know enough people and we're going to try to make some stuff happen. We've got, yep. uh, we've got our crew passes, I guess you're going to call it. So yep. we can do our thing all weekend. And if there's anybody that you would, if any of you guys want to comment down below specifically that you'd like to see us try to try to talk to, leave a comment below and we'll see what we can do. And, uh, don't say, you know, go inside the Honda rig with Ken Roxon and Jet Lawrence because that's not going to happen. But if we do see him, we will try to talk to him. But yeah, so if there's anybody specifically that you guys want us to try to find if they're going to be there, leave a comment down below and we'll try to do our best. Yeah, sure. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Again, we appreciate everybody watching. Lots of links in the description below to help support us through merch, Amazon, sponsors, whole nine yards. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next week for Iron Man.